0: You make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream The way you turn me on
1: My sister will be suspicious lips look My brother will, will be there at the door Waves upon the tropical shore. My man Oh oh, I want some
2: more oh,
1: oh. Take a bite of my heart tonight Whether this disabilities let you, our will lead or peace Rejoice and love yourself today Cause baby, you were born this nope. way So raise your glass if you are wrong In all the right ways All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive This should be
2: the end of everything Why don't we go, somewhere only we know
0: to two Daydream Believers podcast. I am your host, Space Orphan eighteen, and returning with me or to, or to me. You guys are returning to me. Um <laughs> our, This is gonna be a podcast, guys. <laughs> our Slayer Kitty. Hello and um chasing Kerouac, or C Karouac. And Snarky Hag, and we are doing a very special podcast for you guys. We are um, doing the wrap-up of Season 2. We've reached the end of Season 2. Now we get to reflect a little bit on it. So um, to start, we are going to play a little game, and it's called Did You Did It Work? And I'm going to quickly go through plot lines of Season 2 that are not related to Kurt, Blaine, or Klain, and we're just going to quickly say if they worked or not. So, are you guys ready? Let's do this. Okay, uh, Will and Emma's relationship. Don't care. Oh. <clears throat> um. Wait.
3: Let me try and think about all the crap that
0: happened. In- they they kind of got, got together up. and then they broke up and then she married and, Carl uh, and then Carl got divorced. And the and, and- the only good thing
2: about their plot line was that John Stamos is pretty. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. And he kind of hit a little you know back in the day '90s Full House. For me, but other than
3: that, yeah. I just I I wish, that I, off I
2: wish
3: that I cared about them more, but I just don't. So. I feel yeah, okay, like okay. it didn't work because she was married to Carl for too long to believe anything that happened within that marriage, and also Carl seemed better than Will. Oh, one hundred percent. This is Will starts to really go downhill. So these this idea that she's married to Carl and yet is still hung up on will they just don't explain why someone wants to be with will
2: carl yeah. she, she has like to have a, a functioning reason adult,
3: she know? has to have a good reason it can't just be that she thinks he's cute because that's not entirely who she is she's not shallow like that like she's really smart she's she's one of the like the good ones in the adult category but one of the good adults so yeah it doesn't work for me because it they don't flush out that relationship to make it make any sense for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna go a little faster oh, sorry. because I have like thirty of these. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Okay guys. Uh um Will and Sue's feud. Yeah. I work. eh. It worked. It's okay.
1: I was still uh, I was still buying it then.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. Terry leaving the the show um after kind of cleaning cleaning up her image. Yes, she needed to go. Yes that worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yep. she was
1: done. I
2: do not care why she left. I was just and, yeah, I, and
0: I, don't I enjoyed care. I didn't Crazy either. Sue. I like Crazy Sue. Um, Will uh, thinking about going to Broadway.
2: I liked that. I didn't like the pay. ending of it, but I liked the lead up to it.
3: I liked that yeah. he thought about it, but the way it happened was stupid.
2: Why would you pick McKinley over Broadway?
3: <laughs> um, I
1: just
2: don't understand.
1: Well, you know, there are so few other schools where he can have such inappropriate relations with his students.
3: (laughs) Plus, he's in love with Finn, and he has to stay with Finn.
2: This is true.
3: He's his best friend. I'm sorry.
2: They can't meet in the shower in any other
3: school. It seems like Um, we would have April Roach shower opportunities in Broadway, but fine.
1: (laughs)
2: Anyway.
3: (laughs) All right. Sue's Legion of Doom. Yeah, I like them. I I did enjoy them. I was, eh. I wanted them to be worse.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> so I did I liked too.
3: The <laughs> but I feel like I they're like not him. willing to
2: commit to anything worse. Like they're willing to be like like baby evil. They're not willing to be like true evil. So mm-hmm. for what for what Ryan Murphy and company were willing to attempt, I to *Legion of Doom*. Yeah
0: marrying herself stupid? Ugh. I thought it was
2: hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, scenario. I thought that the whole idea was hilarious, and it was. She so big. It was it, indicative it of world. the ridiculousness, similar to season one, that we didn't get in later seasons.
3: Too much. Yeah, screen, that's true. Too much screen time, but I did enjoy the tracksuit. Maybe, wedding.
2: maybe I was just gonna
3: say the tracksuit wedding dress. Was it could. It could have been.
2: It could have been knocked down to just like. 15 minutes of one episode, but yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. the idea of it was hilarious.
1: I will give you that. Well, plus see, the thing is, and then they worked in the guest star for, um, and I thought that that was a waste oh, of I... Carol Barnett. Yes.
2: I couldn't. Yeah. That was a waste. Yeah, that of was Carol a waste. Burnett's talents.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. Every time she shows up, it's
0: a waste of Carol Barnett. Carol, Carol Burnett
2: is better than
3: that.
0: Yeah. She <laughs> really is. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, this might sober you up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Sue and Jean and, and the death of Jean. I that adored. was good.
1: I adore oh, that. That was good. That was
3: heartbreaking. That was good. And Sue needed that as a character. Yes. hmm
0: It's unfortunate it really didn't last for very and long
2: the but... And the actress who portrayed Jean was... She did a really good was job. ...was phenomenal. I mean, I thought yes. that it was wonderful.
0: Yes. Um, Emma and her OCD. Um, I like it. I'm a fan.
1: For the most part... I mean, I like the plot line. I think there's some things they could have handled better,
3: but overall, I think they did okay with that.
2: I might have fast-forwarded through a lot of that.
3: She just doesn't get a lot of screen time, but I think that the way that they deal with her is generally really smart, except for that, again, they try and make her interested in Will. That's the part that doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. She could do
2: better. She could do John Stamos. She did (laughs)
1: John (laughs) Stamos. No, she didn't, because she's still a virgin in season three. She should have done John
2: Stamos. Anybody uh... in their right mind would do John Stamos.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. Oh, I ain't turning that away if it's if I it's would, in bed God with me. I would
2: do John Stamos. Yeah, John Stamos, if you're listening. <laughs>
3: For a and you are, <laughs> uh,
2: Emma.
1: Jesus. Emma and her relationship with Carl. They could have done so much more with that, but I understand why they. Yeah. <clears throat> It At it, it, it,
2: it equal parts, needed to be expanded and condensed. They either yeah. needed to really commit to it, or they needed to just, like, make it happen in one episode and move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they wanted to do more with him as as a guest star, which I understand that, but then, overall, they really didn't have the time to devote to what that needed yeah. because of everything else going on, which is understandable. So, like, a lot of plot lines and stories, it got shafted due to... Trying to do too much with too many characters.
3: Yeah. Plus, it gave us all that really irritating jealous Will, like when he's in the convertible and shit. Ugh. And
1: jealous
2: Will is just not an attractive look on Matthew Morrison. No, <laughs> it's it's constipated. That's what he looks like <laughs> when he tries to do jealous, and it's just not an attractive look. And we need to we need to move on from that.
0: Okay, um, introduction to coast beast. Uh, introduction to coast. God, damn it! I swear I'm not drunk. <laughs>
2: I feel, I, no like, I feel like Coach Beast got the short shrift of the season. Yeah. Yes. Um. I feel like there was so much more that they could do with that character, but it was not realized in season two. Yeah. Yep.
1: I don't think they realized how much the fans liked her at first. Yes.
0: Yes. Um. They, they had, I think, as a football coach, it was pretty awesome, but at the same time – do we consider her she at this point, or do we say he? Or I'm I'm a little I'm, confused. I'm, I'm going sure. to
2: say she at this point because at this point, yeah, Coach Beast had not. I think chosen she was still. Yeah,
1: I don't think she was actively identifying or referring to herself yeah. as male at that time. At this, so at this point,
2: she, she was he. referring to herself as she, so that's the pronouns that I'm going to use. Okay.
0: Um. Unfortunately, Coach Beast got such bad um, plot lines when it, they focused on her, though. Oh, like, uh, my God. Stuff. Uh, I mean, some of the, I, some some of
3: the
0: mean, plot lines still make me angry. Looked. The
1: poop cookies. Yeah. Anyway, but the, as a this background is source, This is how I source.
2: cool myself down from sex is thinking of Coach Beast. That is awful. Yeah, Ridiculous.
3: thinking Coach Beast. But yeah. when she sang in the country bar, that was awesome.
1: Yes. 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 <laughs> <clears throat>
3: And, and, you know, all bark and no omelet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, Rachel kind of losing herself trying to do a comeback and um, being the shining star that wants to go to New York by the end of the season. The
2: the problem is Rachel (laughs) is rehashing her plot lines from season one. Yep. And as compared to other much more interesting dynamic and original plot lines of season two, she falls completely flat.
0: Yeah. yeah. Finchel um, being in love at the beginning uh, Rachel cheating on him with Puck, then breaking up and then Finn going back I to literally don't it. give
2: a fuck about Finchel
0: <laughs> Nope <laughs>
2: <laughs> Over it
0: um, the, the return of Jesse I fucking love
2: Wonderful
0: Jesse The idea also. of him
2: having an entire class on reality show judging I think is brilliant
0: Yeah mm-hmm. Um, Finn trying to be a real man, kind of like with the furt stuff and, um, trying to find his way to being quarterback again, like there's so many girls she I think that
2: the, especially the furt stuff, you know, where were you, what were you doing as in regards to your brother? This is the responsibility that you have towards family. I, I think that that worked.
0: Finn and Quinn trying to recapture something because they felt like they needed each other when in turn oh, they turned That needed to be, like, over it.
1: scene. I needed to have this one should have been her. one episode long, not the entire yeah, second yeah. half of the season. Yeah. Yes, one
0: episode. one conversation.
2: And then let her find Quinn. a college boyfriend who treats her better.
0: Yeah. Quinn running for prom queen.
1: I loved I liked it. That. Sure. I actually think that really worked for her okay. plot line. I that. And her relationship with her mother, and it was like the climax of her trying to recapture everything she lost because she yep. got pregnant. Season I, think,
2: I think that it was a solid choice for how she viewed herself and how she viewed her place in what she considered her society at that time.
3: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally appropriate. Yep. Sam and,
0: Sam and Quinn.
1: Meh.
0: It was okay.
2: Like, fine it, wasn't it was
0: a to too
3: about. much too soon with the whole promise ring thing i never it... thought any chemistry i just thought they were super it was boring okay boring plus boring more boring
1: i mean it was it was okay
3: yeah. i uh, really
1: liked at the end of the season after they were broken up though that she it was still there for him especially when he lost you know their family lost everything and stuff. okay
0: that sure that yeah, yeah. that's the most memorable huh. part yeah, exactly. Quinn's identity loss after she was his prom queen, which is not very long, and it kind of goes into season three, but it starts in season two. I feel two. like that was good. i good it. I
1: mean, I do, but I feel like the, the things that she did to try to recapture that identity in the last couple of episodes really weren't given the focus it needed, and think, they did a better job with it in season three than they did in yeah, season two.
2: But I think that I, okay.
1: I think that that's gonna
2: fall into some of my comments about what they did well and what they did poorly with yeah. season two.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um Sam's introduction. Love it. Yeah. How many
3: I'm
2: kind of, I'm
1: your kind your of
0: mouth.
2: met on Sam and I wish that I wasn't
1: but
3: his then... introduction was good and then he got real boring when they hooked him up with Quinn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kinda he, he got a little white bread.
2: Mm. He's, he's he's very sourdough. Like he, like he's got a little bit of spice, but not enough to write home about.
1: Mm -hmm. Is he Texas toast? He's Texas. Oh my god, he's Texas toast.
2: (laughs) That is totally what he, Sam is Texas
0: toast. Um, Sam and his revolving set of girlfriends, because he goes from Quinn to Santana to Mercedes. I
1: literally don't care
0: poor sam he's just the doorknob of mckinley
3: it's so sad
1: he is, he is literally the <laughs> mckinley village bicycle he's the he's, he's the like, bicycle but, but you just, know what if I i'm being so mean to sam here him, i'm really not trying to be
2: if but if I the, the thing cool is that like with he's him? like everyone I him too if i had the option the
3: thing is like, <laughs> me, like anybody who just needed a nice boyfriend with no drama he just shows up and does that yeah. i'm like it's kind of nice that he's that person and clearly he's fine with kissing everybody he could ever kiss ever. Like, you know, he's okay with that. I
1: mean, he's got the lips for it. But it's so like I mean, you're just like
3: somebody needs a boyfriend. Time for Sam.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> he's he's the one that the writers used when they needed the main girl to get a boyfriend.
3: Yeah. 100%. And consistently,
0: even in episode, in season 6, um, Sam's Homelessness. I loved that it. That was well
1: done. That was one of the best episodes that they did. And there's not even any claim in it. And it's still one of my favorite of the season. It was a
2: very solid episode.
0: Um, Mercedes and her rivalry with Rachel. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's okay. Well, I mean, I would just love for her to well. win. But it was good. But I'd like she, for her to win.
3: She needed to have it. I don't like all the ways that they handled it, but I was really glad that she had it.
1: My yeah. problem is, with it is is that in season 2 they had this rivalry and they didn't let it destroy their friendship and then in season 3 it's like World War 3. So I feel like I if they were going to do it,
2: destroy her, but you know, that's my opinion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they were going to do it, it should have started here and and not been like we're besties for life and then blow up.
2: Yeah. One of the problems that they do with Rachel is that they try, they whiplash between we are competitors to wear besties to we're competitors to wear besties. And it's like, it, it's a bit much and it doesn't feel real for a lot of the times that they do that with Rachel. And I think that a lot of that is because they don't know what to do with Rachel other than having her yeah
3: cut throat but also and, yeah. beloved. well and the thing is like really rachel both. rachel only has two speeds but mercedes has lots of speeds
0: and mercedes it's like they mercedes just better. don't know what to, they didn't know how to
3: handle mercedes appropriately well, it something i was going to
0: point out when i was making this list i didn't really have another except for um uh mercedes and sam um, I don't really have another plot line for Mercedes. Poor girl was, like, kind of stuffed in the background. And, totally. And well,
1: she, she had a protest about her tater tots getting taken away. Don't forget uh, that important plot line of our time. That's little related to Kurt, so that's
0: why I didn't mention uh. it. But... Again,
2: so sad that when we think of this amazing, talented woman, we think tater tots,
3: and... I think of that, uh, that line where Sue holds up the broccoli and she says it's a toilet brush. <laughs> which I have to admit. Too. Funny. Wasn't that season one though? No,
1: wasn't that uh, season one? Uh, yes, it is because I think that's the episode where she wants them to
3: go on a diet because they're on the cheerleading oh, squad. And yeah, yeah, up, yeah, and she, yeah. no, brush. She <laughs> wants. Yeah. She's concerned about everybody having healthy food. Well, anyway,
1: I don't, okay. I don't know. I tend to block a lot of the tot spotlight. <laughs>
0: Amber delivers okay. that line so well. I love it. <laughs> um, Santana and her realizing that she's a lesbian.
2: I, I wish they, that I cared more about Santana and Brittany than I did. Um, I think that they did a good job with it, but I don't remain invested in that storyline throughout it was the rest something, of the series.
1: that it was something that was pretty much that, born out of fandom. Yes they did a really good job because it was not the original intent for her character.
2: But I think that it's also very obvious that it was not the original intent. And so it was not given the sort of care and preparation that say claim was. Yeah. In
3: rewatch, in rewatch, I like it watching it as it was airing. I just remember thinking like, it's just like, it's taking too long. Like they're rehashing. They weren't really, it
2: I'll was give like it that. Yeah, stalling yeah.
3: out, you know? Yeah. It just, it was, in, I just felt in, like in, I was watching the same scene over and over again. I think
1: it, it suffered from lack of planning. Yes, yeah. and, and I think it also suffered from the fact that Brittany was actively dating Artie. So anytime she did anything with Santana, she was cheating on her boyfriend, and Brittany, that tainted Brittany a lot is a problematic of
2: it. Character
1: on a multiple for God levels. Knows
2: how many reasons?
1: And that is all because of the way she's written. One hundred percent.
0: I mean Santana and her strange prom queen run including dating Karofsky and thinking that getting Kurt back that will was help him national I that was so super I hated
2: it when it first aired but rewatching it for this podcast found it more amusing on a rewatch than i did on my original watch
1: the, i understand okay the Karowski thing i get he's a football player he's got popularity he can beat the shit out of people if they talk smack if they weren't gonna vote for him or whatever but the getting kurt back thing that, it, that no, all that does is just that make the glee weird. club like her i don't it doesn't <laughs> help her get prom queen
0: my personal issue with this um, one subject, is that I didn't like her manipulativeness to get Britney back. And not that Britney wouldn't go, but I just didn't like that aspect. I, like, I chalked that, that up to the, the
2: same area as the lack of planning for their storyline. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just did not think it through when they were writing scripts. Sure.
3: So, but I liked all the things that happened because of those choices that she made. Like, it made for something interesting to watch.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I will say that the Brittany and Santana stuff together, even though it was a little repetitive, I think the Britannia stuff on its own, though, worked a little bit better than in the context with everything else that was going on. At this
3: yeah. phase, though, like, the Britannia chemistry, for me, was about the same as the Quinn and Sam. Like, I wasn't really buying it. Well, yeah, I guess me neither. I mean, I don't I'm, ship it. I'm not so. a
2: huge fan.
3: I, I think mean, their I mean, chemistry improved over time, yeah. but in this in this season, it just... I didn't get it.
2: I mean, in all in um, all honesty, if I'm gonna pick, you know, who has chemistry with Santana, I thought that she had much more chemistry with Quinn later <laughs> on on their one night stand than yeah, she ever oh, did yeah. with Brittany. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, yeah. And
2: with that one episode, is like I could do this.
1: Yeah, but that yeah. that and, e- that episode and that scene is like one of God. my favorites. <laughs> And, and it was just five minutes of them laying in bed talking to each other. They didn't even do anything.
2: And I would watch an entire episode of that shit.
1: But well, yeah, compared both to naked, I mean, i I uh, you have my attention. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Compared to like what she had with Britney, and I just, and I guess it's probably because of the infantilization of Britney, which I have said on on other episodes that I've been on. Yeah, I have a really hard time seeing Brittany as a sexual character because of because the way that they treated her that. and the way that they wrote her and the infantilization it's, of it. And so seeing her as a character with sexual agency, it squicks me.
1: Yeah. I, I just, it, and it, it's and not you know, something honestly, that I'm comfortable with. It isn't until after season four
2: yeah. So, basically,
1: season five and season six, yeah. and I actually see her as a character with her own, like you said, sexual agency. Because she is the, is the one, you know, who pushes Santana to get back together. She right. is the one who wants them to go on vacation together. She is is all for getting married and all that stuff, you, yeah. know?
3: you know? And they have... It's that funny, then.
1: Yes,
0: they do. It's really interesting. Um. My, uh, my next topic was Brittany and the kind of special, like, magic comb and Christmas and, and that kind of thing. So we, we did touch up on that. Sometimes
1: so, um, I think that the way they write her really works because she's obviously a very literal person. What's the capital of Ohio? Oh, literally the correct answer unless you're asking about geography. Right.
2: I think that the problem that they ran into with Brittany was that they didn't know what they wanted to use her for. And so they used her for a variety of, you know, literal magic thinking, of sexual scissoring, of (laughs) being ridiculous, writing uh, reports in crayon about somebody's heart attack. I mean it was kind of all over the place. And so you have this, at least for me, a very difficult time being able to pin her down where she existed in the Glee universe. So she wasn't a solely ridiculous character like Jacob Ben Israel. She wasn't a solid character like, uh, like Santana or Kurt even. And so she, and and she had more lines than say um say Mike, and it, it was a it was a very odd way that they were kind of shaping her in between roles.
1: She became the comic relief, and, but not always. But not always. But whatever they had to do to put her there, they would even if it was problematic.
3: Yeah, yeah. and she would be she would be that fantastic theater of the absurd, and then not always.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: moving on. Just oh, to we're keep still going. A lightning round. We're failing. Lightning one. round. <laughs> failing. Uh, uh, Brittany and Artie. Um, I liked
1: it for to a point, but Artie was, was not. It's not the best yeah. boyfriend. But yeah. I think overall, I think he really did care about her, and I think she did care about him. So it worked for me for the most part. It was fine. Artie. Artie's friendship with Puck. It was fine. It was okay. It was amusing. I mean, when he's like, it's like, when when you said you were hanging with a creep. Remember, he put that on his. What was yeah. it? His uh, probation form. It was fine. It was yeah. okay. Um, Puck and Lauren. I loved it. Loved I it. loved, loved Lauren. It. Lauren. Lauren was the one of the best things that they ever did in season two, and I'm so
0: sad that they ended up getting rid of her. Yeah. That was us, uh, what I was going to say, um, Lauren in general. Lauren is
2: yep. wonderful.
0: Yeah. Um, um, Mike and Tina, who get literally nothing to do except for be in the background and be Asian? in a relationship. And for what they were given,
2: they were fine for the Asian props. It's, it's I like really it. sad Thank that that's that. what they were given, but they should have been given yeah. more. But, but since they weren't. Like,
3: but they had like a, they showed that they had a stable relationship.
1: I really like that they were they the stable relationship while everybody else was falling yeah. apart like around them. Like, to talk to the but girls I, in the first? But I also time. don't
2: think it that that was because they wanted to show a stable relationship. I think that yeah. that was because they forgot to write them.
3: Yeah, but when Rachel goes to talk to her set of girls during the first time, and everybody talks about their sexual experiences, what Tina has to say and it's about her relationship with Mike is actually like really great. Season three,
1: though,
3: really oh, season three,
2: though. Oh, crap! Yeah. <laughs> well, they have, that,
3: they have cool not
1: bonked yet. <laughs> I forgot. bed. No, that, that hasn't happened yet. That happens over the summer. <laughs> okay, well, okay, um, but sure. Tina has some good things coming her <laughs> way. Bow, ticka, wow, Wow. Well. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, buddy. yeah. Okay. Oh, the The competition uh, arc them going from sectionals to regionals to 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 national. It was fine. It was just like I think uh, we touched on in other
1: podcasts. It was predictable because we, we knew more warblers.
0: Well, everything what? needs more warblers.
1: Everything needs more warblers. But so we knew fine. they were going to New York.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, was that uh, the first? episode they talked about going to new york and then you've already just blown your whole end. i mean you know where it's well, going to and, go and, and, yeah, Ra- and ryan, ryan murphy, murphy already nationals
3: confirmed i mean they didn't get to nationals last time so you knew that then in this series in this season they were going to get to New
0: york. see and it makes season three even more predictable yeah. because okay yeah. they're going yeah, to win yeah. yeah, when you think about those those competition
3: episodes are a device to get them to new york so those characters can have those conversations about New York. The conversations that Kurt and Rachel have in New York about New York and the conversation that Finchel has in New York about New York all have a big emphasis on what happens later on with those characters because it's setting up all this drama that's going to happen.
2: See, and I'm going to throw it out here. I don't understand what the hard-on for New York is. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get this. Cooper Anderson because Broadway is dead. <laughs> you know what?
2: If Cooper Anderson told me to go wherever, I would go wherever because I would... My God, Cooper Anderson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a moment. I'm going to have a minutes, moment, and it's okay. But I oh don't, God, I don't understand what the hard-on for New York is because basically they've all said that this is the end-all, be-all. The only way I can be something is in New York. And even for friends of mine who are... Theater aficionados. Yeah, that's one option, but there are also multiple ways to get there. And I feel like they did a real disservice by making it seem like you either went to New York or you failed failed. (laughs) fuckity-failed.
1: Well, I also think that in the context of storytelling and continuing on past high school, they had to sadly, you know go with the cliche, everyone goes to the same place. Yeah, so They could have been, they basically had two
3: other solid
2: options t- that they could have chosen. Yeah. They could have gone the Save by the Bell route, or they could have gone the Degrassi route, which I think that either one of them would actually have done better storyline. Either keep them in high school for forever and a day, a la the Save by the Bell route, which also would have given us a one season of nothing but summer, which would have given oh, us a current so summer. have been
1: so, so great. Interrupts
0: to interrupt you're not gonna this is gonna sound crazy just because i own all of saved by the bell which is sad 100 i do too um, friends for life but it's only four, they're only in for four years it's only four four years of schooling for them and then they go to the college years but they have one entire season that's went that's them at the it went club. to the beach that's, that's six, episodes. It's, that's it's six, six episodes no it's is not it really i promise you it's only six, not episodes. Not, not, it anyway,
1: six episodes. I thought it was I know, because I a better it example anyway. of this <sighs> of that is, though. 90210. 90210. Okay, okay, 90210. 90210. 90210. 90210. They, they are really the... Only
2: six episodes? This is, like, this is destroying me.
1: I'm sorry. I'm going to They, sh-
2: they should have done an entire season of them doing something summer-tastic, because, one, we wouldn't have had to have Will two we would have gotten <laughs> to have <laughs> four, even
3: just one
0: episode
2: I would have killed for that yeah because yeah. I, I
0: actually like I, I like stories when they get into college so I'm a fan of college year stuff but that's just
2: no, me it works but they did, it, oh, they I did so they bad if someone decides to transcribe school. this episode that's you yeah. can true. have the college years but you have to commit to it instead of cutting back to high school. And so that's yeah. where I think they ran into the problem. They were trying to split the storyline instead of just graduating yep. people and staying in the high school, a la Degrassi,
1: or shifting well, to the, having a college well, thing.
2: And Degrassi thing
1: was the original plan. The problem was is that yeah, the fans right. liked the kid kids so much that they realized that this is the show is not going to work if we get rid of these characters.
0: Yeah, the show they needed need, need to commit to something but it when was the story and they graduate. All right. We'll bring it back down yeah. to season 2. Okay. Sorry. I just got a few over. I know. Just we just talk of. We about. Like and
1: then we do the fandom introspection cuz right. two times.
3: Anyway, two. I think okay. New York works because New York is it ends up being where the story goes within the glee universe and yes, they don't realize all the different places to go like they don't realize you have to apply for college sometime before college it's starts. Just, oh my oh god. I god. I could
1: did any of the writers ever go
3: to college?
1: No, they apparently didn't. Probably not. Because I applied for college and was accepted by, like, mid-January. Yeah. As an, as yeah, an that's what we did.
2: admissions officer, this <laughs> pays the fuck out of me, and I just <laughs> want to give them better guidance. <laughs> oh, Sometimes, my God. Uh... Kind of how I feel about
1: tenure
0: in the Spanish teacher. Uh-huh. I'm just, oh, like, my God, I'm I just
1: want to fix this. Anyway.
2: Or, okay,
0: and anyway, I me mean, with my, anyway, geography
1: because I'm in Ohio. Season
0: uh-huh. two, what's next? Season okay. two, okay. Um. Uh. The return of April Rhodes. I fucking love April Rhodes. I
1: like her. I mean, I like her, but you know what? She eventually became... In season two, I still liked her, okay, but she was sort of starting like that. I was kind of like, eh, do we really need her? But in season two, I
2: feel like she played the role of presenting Will with another option that in all honesty he should have taken why the fuck would you not go to Broadway
1: because Finn hasn't graduated from high school yet I'm, and can't take over oh my god, god time. it's a
2: terrible choice well, so well, in, in the realm of season 2 I feel like she worked
3: I also liked her crossroads musical
1: I did too and you know what my favorite song is one of the ones that was not released, that they recorded for Crossroads, but they ended up not releasing it, and it got just, like, randomly released one day. It's called It's 10 AM and I'm Drunk.
2: Oh, <gasps> yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. It's a great one. Oh, my God. Do you I have feel it? that Post-it. one on
2: a personal level. I do have
1: it. Okay. I and if you it. remind me later or message me later, I'll try to so, get it to you. Yeah, totally will. Uh, Holly Holiday. Meh. Uh, Fine. I liked her in the substitute, yeah. but by the end of the season, I was ready for her to go.
0: I yes, feel like she was exactly.
1: a, she was a one episode
2: character, and they kept bringing her back, and the shtick was old.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, substitute was like the perfect um, one off episode for her.
0: Yeah. Uh, special topics such as sex, alcohol, and religion. Yes. I, I I feel like <laughs> on, yes. so so here
2: so here's my argument. With this again, with things that worked in season two, but were harbingers of doom for the rest of the series. I feel like yeah. it worked in season two because yeah. it was the first time they had done it, but I feel like oh, it they... also gave them uh, the idea that this works, so we should replicate it, Yeah, and then it didn't work in the rest of the series.
0: Yeah, so Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last one, we actually got to the end, guys, um, yeah. is any kind of themed uh, like holiday or tribute episodes. I fucking love holiday be... episodes. Yeah, so... Get I, I give the holiday
1: episodes...
2: Give I can't me remember what the christmas, christmas episode was. snow slash you know uh, holiday Season 2 Christmas episode
1: it. was a very glee Christmas, so it's Maybe It's Cold Outside and Sue dressed up like the Grinch. Okay, um, so I only,
3: only care actually, about baby It's Cold Outside, obviously, and yeah. that's so good I don't care about the rest of it. Yes, I'm in.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> can we, can <laughs> actually, instead of calling it a holiday episode, can we just call it "Baby It's Cold Outside?
1: I we was talking about Silly Love Songs, too. Can we call it what? the Clank Christmas Special? No, I'm just kidding. No, so basically it works with Clayne, but I
2: don't care about it with the rest of the thing.
1: And yeah, I really uh, so love, love, love songs also. I think um, I really enjoyed Curt and Blaine's plotline. I think that some of the Finn, Quinn, Rachel stuff was eh, but I really love the fact that Santana gave them mono.
0: The two uh, tribute episodes are Britney, Britney and Rumors. What about Rocky Horror? Both worked. Well, Britney, Britney. About all. what? Which one? is Rocky Horror in there? Oh, is. Is Rocky yeah. okay. I don't have that right now. Oh my god, I forgot. Shame,
3: that. shame. Rocky shame. I, oh. that one. I think so. Well, for the record, I thought the Rocky Horror episode was great, and all the songs are great. Yes, um, I thought their Britney one was good. Probably because been they hadn't done anything like that yet, so they were trying it out.
1: I think that the underlying plot, the fact that they're all going to the dentist and getting high, was a little bizarre. But it's not the weirdest thing that Glee has ever done. But
2: I also feel like that sort of weird was one of the things that I found enjoyable about Glee in the first True. season. Yeah. So I was, I really enjoyed that in the second season. Again, things that worked in the first and second seasons that that they gave up.
3: There are also in the rest of the season. There are some rest really- of the series. There's some really great Glee versions of the stuff in the Britney episode, but Rachel is not meant to sing a Britney Spears song.
2: In no way, shape, or form.
3: And hers are, like, you know, like, they needed to, if they wanted to have the song with the video about Finchel, Santana needs to be singing it, or somebody else needs to be singing it, because it's just not the right thing for her voice.
2: Leah Michelle is a very talented singer. Mm -hmm. Leah Michelle should not sing Britney Spears songs. Yeah. Because they do not fit with her vocal range.
3: However, no, her vocal style. When Artie sang Stronger, that was great. It was that was great. amazing. That was that great.
2: Was I, don't even so like him. I don't even like
3: him, and that was great. And
2: I was like, he, people think Artie yeah. should be willing and able to do sort of the vocal fry, Yeah. which I think that Naya Vera is very good at, and I yeah. think that, um, shoot, whatever the name of Brittany Pierce is, <laughs> she do that. But I think it's, that it's that's not something, She's something that Leah's very good at. at. She's
3: or Heather Morris. Yeah, there think we go. Voice was strong enough at that point, which is funny because you know we're talking about Britney Spears, of course, but right.
0: <laughs> also another strong voice.
2: Leah should stick okay. to Barbara Streisand.
0: Um, I'm going to um, kind of time this next topic so we have plenty of time to talk about Kurt and Blaine and Okay, I'm um, um, uh, um, We do. We need a tag I... buzzer. <laughs> Um, the next thing that the next kind of uh, place I want to go is this season. When a lot of people look back at it, are is actually um, most of the time considered the best season of the series. Yeah. And my question for you guys: Do you think it, it holds up? Do you think that our perceptions have changed since it's first aired? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? How do we feel about season two, looking back on a closed canon and with history behind us?
3: I think. If you're if you're forced to look at a full season comparing them season to season, this one is actually the tightest one because yeah. the writers went into it knowing what this Glee monster was and all of the things that they do where they respond to pop culture. They hadn't gone off the deep end with some of it the way they do later on, and so it it has it has some things that are not that great, but it has the best. Um, focus in terms of characters and the way the characters actually end up being. The way the characters are in season two are pretty typical to, like, some core things about what they are. And it definitely has some struggles, but when you look at, like, you know, problems, like, season one is kind of, it's great, but it's very, you know, front half, back half, black and white different. And the other one, the other yeah. seasons get more and more problematic because they're yeah. just they're either not focusing on anything or trying to do too much and season 2 has basically has the least problems so it ends up being the best.
2: <laughs> I would agree. I think that season 2 has an overarching theme and I think that it has forward momentum as compared to a lot of the other seasons. I think that the separate Kurt at Dalton Storyline really benefited them because it gave them a way to weave the episodes together. Yeah. Um, uh, because I think that too often they have the tendency to go off on, here's this side character, but we're not going to explore them enough so that they're fully formed, but we're going to do it enough so it's spending an entire episode on them. And having Kurt at Dalton force them to have checkups with that one storyline that gave it a way to to link things together, um, I think that I agree that the characterization for this season is definitely the strongest. And I also think that this season was really benefited by the introduction of Darren Chris. And I mean, I know there are a lot of people who are Darren Chris fans. I'm I'm not I'm not one of them. I I find him enjoyable as an actor, but I don't really care about his personal life or whatever. But I think that him on screen is phenomenally magnetic and charismatic. And having that introduction of him and the Warblers drew people in in a way that uh, they had not seen in season one. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, I'm going to add to that something that, because I think season one actually has a lot of tight writing. I think it is very focused in a lot of respects. But I think that it focuses on plot lines that people don't necessarily care about as much, especially in retrospect. And when you get to season two, you have something that was very well thought out, um, very consistently written. And they focus on characters that people really want to uh, um, uh, watch. I mean, Kurt got a lot of focus. Um, the Santana got a lot of focus. Uh, and um, all the rest of the okay. minor characters, with kind of the exception of Tina and Mike, got more focus. And Will's storyline kind of took a background. Yeah. Um, I do think Will stuff is the weaker part of the season. Yes. Um, but you can kind of... You can still tolerate it, I think, more so than when it gets into later seasons and you're just like, okay, stop. Yeah. Um, and, um... And even like the Rachel and Finn stuff, that isn't as in abundance as it is. I mean, yes, they're still the lead characters and they still treat them that way. But in seasons one and three, it's so much that you're just like, oh, my God. And then everybody else takes a backseat. And I think they did a much better job in season two. Um, but on top of that, I think that the stories, when I'm looking at this list of, of episodes in front of me, and I'm like, oh, I really like that one, I like that one, I like most of that one, it's an enjoyable to sit all the way through and watch all of these storylines, even if they're not a favorite. There's I think only a... one
1: episode that I will not go back and rewatch. watch
0: Well, save that, because at the end I am going to do what is your favorite and what is Julie's favorite. So <laughs> okay. hold on to that. Thought. I think that
2: season two also did a really good job of tapping into the zeitgeist. I mean I think that it was the right time, the right place to do a storyline like Curtain Blames where you have these two teenage boys who are very obviously uh, connecting on a romantic level and then the the dating and the kiss and it's not something that we had seen on network television beforehand and they they did it at the right time in the right place and i think that that's a lot of also why the season sticks out to people is because you have this memory of this is what they were doing and this is what i was experiencing at that time and it and it just hit in the right place at the right time with the right storyline and the right
0: actors and it, it was funny too. I think there's a lot of things that are funny in season two, and and where I mean, I think like season five, I think it's hilarious in a lot of respects. I think that some of the humor stuff, like in season three, I don't think the show is very funny.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and
0: so I think that comedy, that the premise, um, it, it's still very funny in a lot of ways as well. They didn't try so. to
2: take themselves as seriously as they do in later seasons.
0: This is, this oh, is the
2: beginning of them saying, oh, well, we're an important show that deals with important issues, and we should do this thing. This season is right. Still had some had some ridiculous aspects of it, mm-hmm. too, which is what I really enjoyed about season one.
1: When the show blew up in season two and they realized how popular it was, they started to buy their own hype. So by the time they got to season three, they were so
3: full of themselves,
1: it, and it showed. Yeah.
3: There was yeah. just there was too much input, you know. It was trying yeah. to do too many things. I mean, it's it's not a show that can be everything.
2: They were trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. And it's it's not something that anybody can do successfully and glee most. Especially
0: of when them. you have fifteen characters that you have to service. Oh and, God. Yeah, so. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm, so do you guys think that, looking back, season two still holds up as the best then? I think it does, Season two is
2: still my favorite.
0: It's mine, too. Yeah. You know what's funny is that when I first watched season two, I hated it. It's kind of funny what time and reflection. And, I know, isn't what it? Is, what did you hate um, about it? Brittany, Brittany, I, like, I don't like Britney, okay. Britney Spears songs. Yeah. What, that's song. Well, I mean, it's like... Uh, <laughs> But well, that's just one, think, just one episode. I know exactly. No, I I didn't really at first. Like I was kind of coming out of season one, being kind of a casual, real casual fan, and um, I hadn't fallen in love with Clayne yet. Um, and I thought that they. I kind of stopped watching casually after Furt because I thought they were taking Kurt off the show, and um, wasn't really with it until season three. <laughs> but I mean, on but on rewatch,
2: I find that I enjoy like season two has always been my favorite. I enjoy season two. Um, I like the characters. I like the storyline. But when I was rewatching it for this podcast so that I could be able to speak with some authority because it had been a very long time since I had watched straight through, I realized that I like season two even more, and I think that a lot of it was because i'm I'm kinder to it now. Um, Instead of watching it as part of fandom going, the fuck are you doing? I can't believe that you're doing this. Oh my god, yes. I get it. I see it. Like, I hated, hated, blame it on the alcohol the first time I saw that episode. It's so funny funny now, though. though. But looking back on it, like, this is hilarious. I get it. Um, but it's not something that I appreciated when I was watching it with fandom goggles on the first time.
3: Mm-hmm. But I also oh, think the showrunners got lucky that that's how it turned out.
2: Oh, I don't think they planned that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that it's pure luck.
0: <laughs> um, so kind of, um, taking this in a different direction. First, I want to pause, uh, just for a quick second. And I want to tell you guys something hilarious. My mother on Facebook just posted the Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland duet of Happy Days um, on my Facebook I'm like, that's great timing, Mom. I love that. That's fantastic. I like it. And if you have not seen it, um, I should post it on my uh, blog again. You should check it out because Kurt and Rachel are basically wearing the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, <that> I knew. I knew that. So... Um, okay, well, getting on to the main event of this podcast, um, talking about Kurt and Blaine and Clayton. Yeah, um, my hands rub rubbing together. <laughs> Start talking about, um, let's talk about Kurt and his, looking at this whole season where he starts, they're kind of wrapping up some season one stuff at the beginning, but he's very depressed. He He's getting bullied. He's kind of dealing with the fallout of his blown up crush with Finn. Um, and um, dealing with his dad, almost dying of a heart attack. And I
1: think that, and if if we could talk for a second overall about kind of his depression a little bit, because we find out in 2009 he was suicidal
0: and that was before he joined and that Lee was Prada. so it's really
1: interesting I kind of wish they'd done more with that in retrospect because if I you think know. about where he was before that and then all this stuff starts happening to him I, have, I feel I like I don't know but that's an I entire year two
2: thousand nine
1: because I feel
2: like a lot of that was not planned when they were writing it and they were doing it retrospectively and so
1: yeah now,
3: it, I, it I feel in like not reading a lot of stuff well. based on
2: 2009 that was not there in the beginning.
3: Yeah. Possibly. I, it retrospectively. I thought it retrospectively. I thought it was better than what they would have come up with anyway. And you could say that Kurt was depressed before Glee Club, but maybe he was just depressed because it was pre-Mercedes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mercedes. That's my, that was kind of what I wanted, a point that I wanted to get to is that, the beginning of season three, I, I, I season three, wow, gosh, season two, um, I feel like Kurt's kind of in this darker place, but there are all of these things happening to him, and it's not that he went through all of season one. He got happier for a while. And, um, and even at
1: the end of season one, he was in a good place. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I feel like a lot of this comes from being, you know, he's he's lonely. I think that is yeah. the biggest thing, Yeah. Is that he's surrounded by people he loves um you know he's got his dad he's got um he eventually gets finn and he's got mercedes even though their friendship is changing he will um, even but, at the
1: beginning of it what is it is it duets and he was like i just want someone i can walk down the hallway with and hold their hands and dance a drum and whatever oh, that quote no. i'm mangling that quote but you know
0: I, I, and I and he's lonely with somebody and so I think that that kind of plays into a part, and um, I'm kind of saving the clean stuff for last, but, like, I, it, it kind of, Kurt goes on this journey through all of season two, so he, he's in this kind of darker place, and by the end of it, after all of this stuff happens, he comes out more confident and kind ready to had a pretty, pretty-, had a take pretty
2: good year. Had
0: a pretty good year. He did. And, yep and just happy, and it's so, and people often scoff at that line, and we did talk quite a bit about it in the New York um, podcast, but um, just that, yeah, okay, maybe his year started out pretty crappy, it got gradually better, and, you know, a lot of really good things, and, it, you know, happened to him along with the bad things, and it just made him a better um, a better person, and therefore a better character. I, I think Kurt's arc uh, in season two, is one of my favorites on the entire show. One of the best mm-hmm. things is
2: that he got to smile, and we what didn't I really thought... see him smile in season one. We got to see him smile in season two. It's
3: true. And Kurt's one of the few characters who they let who they let have experiences that he learns from. Yeah. It's not even so much I... that they are good or bad, it's that he goes through all these things, and
0: it gets added to
3: the character that he is.
0: And, and if I can, I don't know if this is a... Um, a controversial opinion, I think that his character development in season two was better than Rachel's. Oh, 100%. I think I'm think character Rachel
3: barely has any character development through the entire series. It's really... I was just so going to say that.
2: Rachel's yeah. not allowed to have character development. I mean, she's, she's not. allowed to, you know, be angry that she didn't get a solo, but then she'll get it. Yeah. Like, she, she doesn't have... She, she is not the one who's having the Joseph Campbell hero's journey. She's, yeah. she's not allowed to have experiences she's not allowed to learn from them she's not allowed to make any sort of character progress she is who she is and she will always be who she is and the show will reward her for being who she is Absolutely. Um, as I mean, opposed to some of the other characters who are especially Kurt who is forced to go through trials and tribulations and emerge victorious regardless of what that victory looks like.
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he might win. He might. It's not I a guarantee.
3: Exactly. So I'll try not to repeat too much, but, you know, Rachel is really only rewarded for, for having this talent and being this thing. So we only see her having emotions within the context of, well, now she's going to sing a really powerful ballad yeah. because then yes. kiss someone else, you know? And yeah. then, And then you look at what they do with a bunch of the other characters, but especially Kurt, where he gets to have all these life lessons where he learns about being a person, you know, and she really see more of
1: Kurt's family life. he,
3: He gets to be like a fully fleshed out character and she just continues to be this thing. And it's like nobody ever really loves Rachel for Rachel. They always just talk about her talent. So, of course, the only thing she cares about is her talent because she sees that as the only way that people love her, and it's just like this nonstop cycle throughout the entire series. And so it's cool that Kurt gets to have all this stuff, but then when you look at Rachel, it's so frustrating because imagine what Rachel could have been in seasons four, five, and six.
2: True. Had she been able
3: to be more than just, a ca- like a characterization. She's,
2: she's allowed. To, she, she's never allowed to be more than a power ballad. Yeah. Um, Kurt's allowed to have adventures. Yeah. And they and really Spike should have let Rachel, Rachel have adventures.
3: And he has a whole universe of people who are who are yeah. part of his world. Yeah. You know, we see Rachel. She has Finn, and she has Kurt, and we hear that she has some dads.
2: But Rachel like, really
3: he, has nothing. We see we see um, fuck, what's her name? Shelby from time to time and her yeah, really mom basically school. pops in says hi I'm your mom
1: and then oh I didn't realize I didn't want a grown up daughter I want a baby let me split
3: yeah and then you well, know Well, she only split after she Will, took another she baby
2: daughter to a as
3: mm-hmm. a and Will's not really a father figure or a mentor for Rachel either he doesn't really I mean he gives her the microphone but he doesn't do anything he doesn't help her grow in any way and so it's irritating to watch Rachel basically just just Ra- spend time.
2: Yeah. Rachel she- has no journey. Which
1: yeah.
2: is which is a big difference. Which is funny because she could be a very interesting character with a very interesting set of experiences, but they never give her the experiences to let her to let her grow.
3: I think it's kinda of funny mildly grading be a man trope that they're super into, which um I know that yeah. they try and say that that was all about Finn, but really the character that it manifests in is Kurt. Yes, So be a woman trope. The writers apparently never figured that out.
0: No, and it's interesting because Rachel, if you look at her storyline as a whole, she ends up on Broadway and gets a Tony, and there are so many parts where you could have gone really interesting places, um, and they don't ever really take them. I really look
2: look at how much more fleshed out
0: like Mercedes is a
3: different path to similar success, and she's so much more fleshed out about it.
2: I really wanted, Rachel even with
1: less
3: freedom, you
2: know. I I wanted her to fail and to like to not get into Miata. I wanted her to failure struggle. to mean
1: something because for yeah. her to fail and then have it handed to her feels like a slap in the face.
2: I want. I wanted her to have to to struggle for something. to succeed and to. Like I, I have no problem with her ending up victorious at the top. I mean, that's that's the. I want of to the have story, a reason to root
1: for her. The entire exactly. premise of the show was: here yeah. are these characters, they're misfits, outcasts, underdogs. You, we want you to root for them, right? But, but I what can't they, root what for, they for they you if you are going to give her everything. Again,
3: yeah,
2: is you know you are working hard, but we're going to give it to Rachel. And
3: then we see um, her do nasty stuff to her friends. Yeah. But and
2: it's, it's okay because oh. of Rachel and Rachel will succeed. Yeah. And I like Rachel as a character, but my God, just let her fail.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of going back to Kurt, something that I find a little sad though is that after this season, he doesn't ever get strong character focus. Um, season three is really and that's a prop <laughs> for Rachel. Season five has a lot of good clean stuff and at the beginning has a lot of good Kurt stuff. Um, but they don't go anywhere with it in season six. I think so. Kurt has a
3: lot of great stuff. It's just so spaced out between so much other filler that yep. it gets it gets lost. Give
1: Get me not, season two and the Warblers. Written, it's not as, as tightly written, and, it's not, and, but when, and and because of that, it feels like there's not as much of it.
3: Sure, and when but like and, when Kurt gets screen time, it's usually pretty powerful. It's just, it gets diluted with all the other stuff.
0: And I really like season five, Kurt. I think there's a lot of really awesome stuff to pick apart there. Um, It just, it doesn't, it's not as cohesively written as season two. No, they
1: They
3: lost that ability.
1: Well, to be fair, a lot of shit went down right before season five, so they had to rewrite a whole lot of stuff.
3: Well, then why is season four so messy?
2: (laughs) I mean I, I, there's that that's there's a completely is, different there's a, issue. There's a lot of other I, I, messy aspects just, that we can't blame on internal issues. There's just right, I I, going on.
0: <laughs> I I look at season 3 and season 4 and they're kind of a mess and I look at season 5 and I think that storylines work there. Now, I'm going to preface this with I don't think it's a tragedy what happened to Cory Monty. It is and Finn dying is a tragedy. But coming out of it, their storylines worked can I, can a little I bit better. Can I say than something things. really weird? I think that when that happened, they
1: sort of redevoted themselves to the show. Yeah,
0: and I think that's I why, in that. some
1: ways, it works a little better because they it was sort of like I don't know how I want to word it. It was sort of like say, "Oh, okay, well now we really have to pay attention to what we're doing." Yeah, and kind I of a thing. Like well, you know, and they, and they, they took like, some time off. Yeah. Because like,
3: well, well, they, they had been coasting season five for It seemed like they were just, mm-hmm. like, kind of trying to get... When they get to New York at the end of Season 5, you can tell that they've been, like, trying well, to get at there. At this point,
1: Ryan Murphy had, like, four shows on TV, and he yeah. didn't know where he... And he had just had a kid, and he didn't know where he was half the time, I don't think. Yep. And good Lord
2: knows he has never been good with anything beyond the Season 2. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, he is the yeah. idea of him being able to focus on any sort of storyline past a thirteen episode season is Yeah. Is it it he's he has not shown his ability to do that in any of the
1: shows that he has done. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um so
3: And you yeah. mix that with the insanity that is glee. It's yeah. just like it's And that's how we ended
1: all... up with some of the stuff it's amazing
0: it lasted for six years. <laughs> Seriously.
2: In all honesty, I'm
0: surprised that it did. Well, and I think that um, the also, um, even without the tragic death of Cory Monteith, I think that having the the season six be the end date, they knew they were going to have two more seasons. Mm -hmm. That gave them a chance to figure out how they wanted to end it. And I think originally that's why, that's what the studio was thinking.
1: It's like... Okay, when we renew this we know you, you've got this, 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 this and this to take care of. You figured out this is your end date. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think yep. an end date is really oh. helpful.
2: I mean I think that Oh it's, yeah, uh, yeah with, a good um, way to focus writers to be like, What are the stories you want to tell? Here's the vampire diaries
1: is with. a good example of that because they found out going into this season it's gonna be the last one. Well yeah, so I have give the very season point. to plan out how they wanna end things.
0: Um, Lost, the show Lost, worked way better with an yeah. ending. They had three years yeah. to, to wrap it and up. And I,
2: I would throw out Orphan Black. Knows that they have two seasons left, and they have to wrap up all of their storylines. And they have done, um, which if anybody has not watched Orphan Black, I would highly recommend it. Um, so fucking
1: good. I haven't.
2: So good.
1: So um, alone.
2: But they, they know I'm that gonna... they have a, they have this many episodes to wrap up their story, and they can do that because they've shown. Uh, the ability to be able to be succinct and move a story along and having that end date gives them something to work towards. Yep.
0: To put it in perspective, I think a lot of people don't think of it this way, but I'm going to put it this way. American television is a lot like fan fiction that keeps writing going yeah. and going and just doesn't have... Eventually That's... you hit the point where you
1: need to end the story and stop beating the dead horse. Right, but they're going right, to produce exactly. it as long as people are
2: reading it, even if the storyline uh-huh. is done.
1: Yep. Even if yep. it sucks, if people are still watching it, they're going to keep right. making it. There's a reason. And a good story because, has an ending because point. Because some I, and stories I'm not,
2: need 13 episodes, some stories need 100. And if you I'm don't not know gonna, what kind I'm of not story gonna, you're going in with.
1: I'm not bashing this show because I actually love it. But there's a reason why Supernatural is still going into season 12.
2: My God, that's still
1: on? What?
0: Yep. Seriously? Well, that's <laughs> what, Grey's Anatomy is still on.
1: Oh, it,
3: yeah. Oh, God. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs>
1: They, they actually didn't. said that they're going to keep renewing Supernatural as long as the fans, ratings, and the actors want to do it. So it's it oh could be on for several more years if they could still get everybody on board. I never That's watched Supernatural. It's not. Pijam. It's really good. It's really good, but I can tell that there were t- there were time periods over the years where I felt like maybe it should have ended, but then they would do something and turn it around. So I don't know.
2: I keep on feeling. But like if it's they're really doing like a more chapter, of of? boyfriend hunting. Which is weird to
0: me. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna move this back to her. Um, before we move on to Blaine, um, I want to talk about a little bit about his relations with the other characters. Um, specifically, um, uh, Finn and and his friendships with Mercedes and Rachel. Um, so, um, talking about Finn really quick, I I want to. It's interesting that. That is a plot line that was held over from season one that kind of gets tied up in Furt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of like that it is resolved in a good way, and I like and, Finn and You know, I love that ex- they,
1: uh, they actually sort of background their relationship, not, not in a bad way, and, like, it's always there now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like I like once, the way that they that they ended up. They just sort of made them brothers, and that was solid. And, and they,
1: they they were brothers, and they weren't just you know like we're we're step brothers or whatever. No, we're brothers. Yeah, you're right. my brother. And
2: they, and they didn't focus on it all the time, but you have these comments by say Bert going, you know, he's your brother. Where were you? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and or like, well, you know, yeah, where were you? And, and like, it's not. You know, it's like they refer to each other, and I love that they don't even throw the step in there. No,
0: they're brothers you know for life or whatever and i do think it's sad that they don't really get another plot line together though. no that once furt is done it's done and then it's background uh-huh
1: and i i hate
0: and god i hate that they're last seen together
1: in the same oh, scene well, well, uh, like, oh. uh, you oh had to go there sorry. <laughs>
0: sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean to make everyone emotional <laughs> okay um, and going on to, I don't know ha- if this is happy or not. Let's yeah. talk about. Um... <laughs> wait, are we gonna talk about Bert? Let's go. Oh, wait, hold on. No, wait, we'll talk about Bert in a second. Hold on. Bert. Um, eh, fine, we'll talk about Bert. Go ahead. <laughs> I
2: love Bert. I love Bert. Anybody who doesn't like love Bert, 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 I feel like they have something wrong with their lives because yeah, Bert. Bert is an
1: amazing character. He is the epitome of the best TV father I think I've ever seen since like. Leave it to Beaver or something.
0: Well, and the nice thing about season two, Bert though, is that I think he got a little preachy by the end of the series. And here he's still kind of a regular dad. Yes. I
3: also here, like that they give Bert Carol.
0: And Carol and Bert together. Oh
3: gosh. That such was like a powerhouse couple.
2: One of the best things that I think that they did in season two that I think that they lost in later seasons is in season two you had Bert and Carol and the very Obvious, you know, you can find love later in life. It's not one soulmate who's the end all be all. You are 15 and this is the only thing you will ever have because it's true love. Mm-hmm. Bert and Carol were, you know, people who had had lives before and who had loves before and they came together and they built this wonderful relationship. And I thought that that was a very wonderful thing to be able to portray especially compared to the rest of the series that in all honesty became very preachy with they're your high school love so they're the only people that you'll ever love and this is your true love and this is the only thing that's ever good for you and i thought that um i thought that burton carroll was a really good antidote for for that which was to come
3: and they're consistent. Agreed. As they check in with Bert and Carol over the years, the consistency of that relationship you,
1: is You can still
3: totally see tough. that they're
1: the same people
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that they still love each other as much as when they first got together. And I just love watching, listening to them talk and watching them interact with each other because you can just see there's so much wisdom and, and you know affection between them and the way that they relate to each other and talk to their kids and I just oh I just love it
2: my heart belongs to Bert and Carol mm-hmm. I love them much
0: yep okay so I, I know I feel like I'm the worst person I'm like okay that's a nice moment let's move on <laughs> um, no you have to keep heartless. it going because or else this will be six hours I know I wasn't going to give a five I was going to give five a to appreciate Matt Bomer but you guys like stomp Matt over Bowmer. me Bomer <laughs> I mean,
2: he's fine, whatever, it's cool. Are we talking about Matt Boner? <laughs> yeah.
1: Only if you're watching uh, Magic Mike. Oh my god! Seeing that with middle aged women was the best experience I have ever had in my life.
2: Oh my
1: god. <laughs> I
2: mean, I've never seen a 40 year old woman want to throw her panties at the screen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I pulled myself I together
0: don't...
2: now. Um, okay. okay. He's okay. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I don't, you know, think uh, about him at night.
1: Whatever. He's mildly attractive. It's okay. Right. It's not like
3: his jawline could cut glass <laughs>
1: or anything. <sighs> <sighs>
0: oh,
3: <sighs> sigh. Now's your moment. Go for it. Bye. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: uh, <laughs> <you're talking laughs> Um, uh, okay, talking about friendships here, though, let's talk about um, the decline of Kurt Sadie's for Homo Okay, oh. I have to say it. I don't think that Kurt
3: Sadie's stopped being friends. I thought the and writers I, 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 can't do more than one thing at a time, and they really, right. they can't show Rachel being friends with someone at, without a comparison, so... If you aside from the sleepovers where the three of them are, the where the power trio are together okay yeah Kurt's relationship with Mercedes is very different than his relationship with Rachel and if you if you show more of the relationship with Mercedes along with Rachel it makes Rachel's look worse cuz Rachel's less great of a character and However Aside from the few times when Mercedes, like anyone, is irritated that this person has a crush on someone and will not stop talking about them. And, oh, my God, like, I feel like... Because we have all been there. Right? Mm -hmm. Every other time that you check in with Kurt and Mercedes throughout this season and all the other seasons, the actors play them as just as tight, just as important to each other. They haven't... Like, you can tell that the actors play it as if, oh, yeah, we talk on the phone every week. Like, we totally know what's going on. Like they are as equally important to each other as always. And so I feel like the show didn't have the capacity to show screen time of Kurt and Mercedes still having a strong connection because it had to focus on Rachel. But I don't think that the crusade, I don't think that Kurt Sadie's lost when Kurt has to go to Dalton and he announces I'm leaving and going to Dalton. Mercedes is hurt. She's shocked. And she's the only one who's like, Kurt, Oh my God. You know, like, She is. They're really, really important to you, and I just think that this. I think that it's the kind of thing. You know, maybe it's a fandom interpretation, but it's the kind of thing where the show didn't didn't do very well.
1: Well, but if you think about that, it, Mercedes is the only one besides Finn who even knew that Kurt might be coming back. I mean, Santana yeah. was working on it, but yeah. when when they all go down and and um like Mercedes is like it's noon, it's official and they're all like what's official? And he's like I'm back and you know, and she's the one who knew. She Nobody else knew.
3: It's just it's not like it's not going to smack you in the face, but their connection just it doesn't doesn't really change over the series.
0: Well, and what what I uh, mean by decline is really screen time. Yeah, um, uh, their fabulousness. Yes, I I don't get enough of that. So good. I do think that that their relationship is different um, than uh, his and Rachel's. It's not a bad thing. It might be. It just has different dynamics as we have with all of our friends. Well, it's not a competition, so Glee doesn't know how to handle it. Right. Exactly. But also, it's. Um, it is unfortunate, I, I do think people got caught up uh, in that, oh, they're, they don't have screen time together, that means they're not friends, and that's not the Except for, the they're sitting next to
3: each other, you know, he's the first person that she, that, like, Kurt, Kurt tells Mercedes first that he's going to try and get in Sam's pants, like, you know, the two of them are there
0: together. <laughs> now, what do you guys, on the other side of things, let's talk about Humbleberry, and the beginning of that friendship. yeah.
1: Great. I like aspects of the relationship. Yes. I think in some no. ways that they do work. Yeah. Well, I don't remember what
0: podcast. Oh God, this is why I, I think it's okay
3: for Kurt to be friends with Rachel.
0: Because Kurt I, has I, a I,
3: full universe of other people who are supportive and reasonable. And Rachel is his one friend where they they have, the, the you know, you have the activity friend. Yes. This is the activity, activity friend. Have. She's the Broadway friend, um, and that's the activity that they do
0: together. On the, uh, one of the other, I think it was the New York podcast, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, We were talking about how um, Rachel's competitiveness kind of pushes Kurt to go out of his shell yeah. and kind of take on the world. Whereas his kindness kind of softens her. So they do have a good dynamic. I like as I've always said about Hummelberry. My only problem is the writing and the unbalance um, in Rachel's favor. And that Kurt um, always
1: seems to Hummel- have Hummel- to Barry suffer in order for her have... to
2: succeed.
3: Yes, Hummelberry
2: yeah. always seems to have Kurt supporting Rachel. Yeah, without Rachel supporting Kurt.
3: Yeah, which yes. is irritating. Well, but it also gives all. all
0: of those great numbers from Wicked, and therefore it's good. <laughs> In season two, it's not really that bad. I think it works for what it is. I think that
1: um, it's not. In season three, it's, it's absolutely awful, and season four is not much
0: better. No, and people don't, I, you know, that's my big, one of my pet peeves, I'm going to go on a mini rant for a second, um, is that people don't seem to see, I'm like, season three, Humbleberry is awful. Yeah. And nobody ever seems to be on my side about oh, that. So I ways, yeah.
3: Oh, I agree.
1: Oh, <laughs> I agree. one think. of the reasons why Season 3 Hummelberry is awful is not just Hummelberry. It's also tied in the whole Finchel Claim thing. Oh, yeah. it, is. Yeah. It's, it is. You can't but, have um, one without the other, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's <laughs> take a different direction. Whatever. I lost the thought. Let's go on. I don't
2: know, my season like three is just, a little you know, bit Cooper Anderson getting that... wet on stage, so.
0: Wait, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, every time I think of season three, it's just Cooper Anderson, which is just, you know, <laughs> getting wet on stage, so. I there was water? Me. Wait, where was I? In my mind. <laughs> not
0: that kind of wet. Huh? <laughs> well. That's a completely different story. Anyway, come on, guys. Let's talk, to Blaine. Blaine,
1: <laughs>
0: we're stressing Blaine. out our host. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I have you guys on this? One? No. I love you. you. I love you. We're we're that. an interesting group. Like a, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> talking about Blaine. Let's talk about him without Kurt. I mean, let's. Can we piece together some Blaine uh, introspection with, without the Blaine part not of it? I mean, until like silly love songs. Yeah. yeah, he has he has no real plot
1: until then, and and, and then you literally have what four episodes,
2: and and I know what I'm going to say is I I am fully aware that I have an unpopular fandom opinion, which
3: um, shame, but
2: I know shame, about, it's <laughs> shame. I feel like Blaine is a wonderful aspect of Kurt's storyline. And I think that it uh, showcased one of the weaknesses of Glee when they were bringing on
3: multiple
2: new characters without getting, any, without getting rid of any of them. And so season two, I feel like Blaine worked amazingly well as a reflection of Kurt as opposed to his own uh, character, singular character. And, uh, but in that sense, I think three, you had to turn him into his own character, which I think just added to their problems of we keep adding characters without yeah. taking any away. Well, um, I, the I think-
3: they did the thing to blame that they do with Rachel, which is like, look, you're really talented. And so we're just going to love you for this. He also got to have the category of, look, you're a really great boyfriend. So we're going to love you for this. And so they boxed him in in a particular yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, Where as they as they add on the layers to Blaine, it there gets are not
1: more than four
3: amazing. sides to him. It gets amazing, <laughs> right? Like by the time you get to Puppet Master, it's like, oh, this is so good because there's so much Blaine. But yeah, you know, you should, know what?
2: Should so, they have made him his own character, or should they have kept him as a
3: uh, he way through which to, 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 to be his own character. character? He to be he deserved he, to be as good as a character as all the other people in the Kurt universe, which is Bert. I just, I and mean, I don't know that necessarily, necessarily went about
1: itself. it the right way.
0: No. We could. Well, here is my thing about Blaine is that all of his issues stem from writing problems earlier yes. on. Yes. Yeah. yes.
1: And some of that is because they didn't know what they were doing with him, and they didn't know how long they were keeping Darren, Chris, oh. and uh, and a lot of that actually goes back to season two and figuring out what they were doing with Blaine. I mean, he didn't even have a last name until "Silly Love Songs."
2: failure to
1: plan no i played sure. in that yep we we see. found out his last name was anderson because they uh what uh west refers to him as blaine anderson in one of the opening scenes when he says can we go to the gap and serenade jeremiah god, and that's and the that first was, time blaine had a last a name thing
2: to try and figure out what the fuck his last name was his
1: last name was potter for a long time
3: yeah i remember that
1: <laughs> oh my god
2: really yeah I mean, are,
3: it's, it's right there with things. the, with the mean, think, family kind of thing. I think that yeah. Blaine's true, but Blaine had so much... Blaine, Blaine, just like Rachel, had so much screen time, but not background. He didn't have enough yeah, of his yeah. own universe. We yeah. deserve to see his parents and his home life in a real way. We got Cooper. Fucking amazing. Great. Cooper! Like, you know... <laughs> We,
1: check in we, mother, we in on his mother in the more about three Sam. seconds of screen time that she got in the one line of dialogue, or I'm sorry, two lines of dialogue.
3: We know more about Sam's parents and Sam's family.
1: And we never even met, oh, I'm sorry, we met his parents yeah. once.
3: Yeah. His dad was the guy from Dukes of Hazzard.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. He oh, was also God. the dad on Smallville.
3: Oh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I just, I, I do think that Blaine works. But you have to look at it all together and then go retrospective. and then At the kind time, of like,
1: it felt like, what the hell are
3: you doing?
2: I think that Blaine works as like a he, season two entity. I don't think that season two matches up with the rest of the series.
3: Sure. And I also think it's that, pretty, you know... It's almost like we were getting to learn about Blaine as Blaine was learning about Blaine and Kurt was learning about yeah. Blaine. So it's and
1: like- the writers that were learning about learning Blaine. about Blaine. And, yep. and, and, and and in some ways you could there is a definite modification to some of his characterization around blame it on the alcohol, silly love songs because they realized they were gonna keep Darren Chris Blaine Mm -hmm. was going to be a recurring character. He's going to keep showing up. This claim thing has gone insane. People are freaking out. They want it to happen. We're going to have to address this because the fans are losing their shit. They had to change some gears with him.
0: Yeah. Do you remember, Slayer Kitty, when we were talking about special education and how the the mentor versus... Um, um, Boyfriend. Mentor versus
1: boyfriend, yes. Yeah, and... It really feels like um, right after Sue Sylvester Shuffle, he was supposed to be gone. Because I think the original plan was Kurt was going to go back at the end of Sue Sylvester Shuffle. That's why Karraski had such a big plot line. And then they're like, nope, we're keeping Blaine, and Chris is awesome, and everybody loves the Warblers, and shit, this we're going to milk this, and let's rewrite the next, these three episodes to tweak those things out of it.
2: They 100% did not expect for Darren Criss to be as
1: magnetic and
2: charismatic on screen as he ends up being. And they
1: didn't expect for him and Kurt to have that kind of chemistry either. My God, yes.
3: And there isn't anyone else that they bring on at any other point in the series who that happens with. No. -mm. It's either the originals or nothing.
0: Uh Yeah. Where do you put Sam in that?
3: Sam curious. is pretty low on the totem pole because we forget, you know. Again, he's the bicycle. Again, yeah, he has no characterization. He's kind of a you sweet guy until so he and go. Blaine
1: become besties.
3: Yeah, and I'm
2: just you so know, so know and but, but again, yeah. I don't remember so magically. I don't. You know, I just remember Blaine, and I think, that, and I hate be having to word it like this, but it's that ineffable star quality. I mean, I think that. Darren Chris is amazing on camera. Like, the camera loves him, and... Well, he's
0: also amazing in person. I've heard. I'm jealous. I mean,
2: there is just something about having him on there that steals the spotlight from whatever scene that he's in. And the thing is, is it's not
1: just Kurt that he ends up having chemistry with. He has chemistry with Rachel. He has chemistry with Finn. He could have chemistry
2: with a telephone pole. He has I mean, chemistry
1: with Cooper. Well, Come on.
3: There's, just, there's such a range of quality of the... And he also apparently to sing
1: breakup songs with, with the most important boys in his life. <laughs> uh, and I
2: mean, he also does not look like he's 15, which yeah. is what gets me throughout this entire season, knowing that he's supposed to be 15. And I just... Can't he, his hands looks, and his face do not look 15. No.
3: Classy um,
2: <laughs> Classy with a K and an I E with a heart over it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so what I wanna well, I, what I like about
3: the, the fact like, you know, in retrospect is that when you think of the blaine that we get in Hole and you see him basically putting on this face that he thinks other people want. It makes all the mentory. I'm totally older than I am. Like pretending to be mature kind of stuff totally makes sense because he's really trying to impress everyone with this idea of perfection that he thinks he ought to be because when he can do that when he's singing a solo and when he sings a solo, everybody tells him how great he is. And so he has this nonstop need to try and always be that surface level. Great. Just like Cooper.
1: I mean, I just like Rachel, Rachel, but but they approach important. it in two, they approach it in two different ways you know yeah. everyone see you know, he everyone loves him for his talent, so he's gonna do whatever he can to make people love him for yeah. everything else whereas Rachel everyone loves her for her talent, so she's going to do whatever she can to be loved for her
3: talent. And you see Blaine as terrified terrified that people are gonna stop loving him. Oh my God, just why I want to meet his fucking parents.
1: Wait, um, but his mother, it's his brother, and she seems okay, so apparently it's his father that's cost him all that. All problem. I well, wanted
2: according was to, to be fica. his father.
0: <laughs> God! All I wanted. Um, Going in a different direction. I'm sorry. Um hurting, um, hurting the Is. Good water <laughs> is um, it, uh, Just for a second before we get really into the clean stuff. Uh, talking about. Jer- Jeremiah. I'm talking about Blaine and his crush on Jeremiah to trying to figure out if he's bi with Rachel to. Uh, getting together very whiplashy
1: and I realized that they were probably trying to do certain things and they only had so much time to do it in and of course they only had Darren for so many episodes but it was like one week uh, he's in love with Jeremiah, and then he's confessing to Kurt that he might have feelings for him, but maybe he doesn't. But he has no idea what he's doing, and he doesn't want to stop being friends. And then he and Rachel are making out, which I feel like is maybe just an excuse to have Darren and Liam make out. It was one hundred
2: percent, but it was awesome.
1: <laughs> it was kind of awesome in that it's a really good kiss. I mean, and... I kind
2: of feel like that a lot of that was the writers going, "Hey, you know it'll be fun." If we yeah. get them
1: both really drunk, just so really? Darren and
3: Leah could kiss. Honestly, that's the now, I'm kinder towards it. It's like, mm, I
2: guess yeah. you're hot people, and that's what they wanted to see. So, what else?
1: Yeah. And it's the only time you're going to have Blaine kiss a girl. and... Which, when that happened, I was, I was not
2: entirely sure of it, and I was. Too, um... God, I was too man, let me tell episode. you, fandom was
1: dangerous times then.
0: Yeah, what well, else well, most 15 you. year old I thing that Blaine does? Yeah, it is true. Yeah, yeah. I was going to agree with yeah. agree with Snarky on that that it is a very key. But key also,
2: pitch. I really hated the way that Kurt handled it. I hated the way that. But now it's was was
0: like, also a very
1: teenager I thing. I one
2: hundred percent hated the you know "buy" is just a word that so uh, I do so I, do and I hate that they never really came back to that. Fucking hated that.
1: <laughs>
0: yep.
2: Um. And I wish
0: that somebody had I'm called fine. him
2: out on that other than Blaine just being like, I'd say bye, but I don't want to make you angry.
0: And I, I agree that it, it is bad of Kurt. I think that was one of his lower points. But I, like, I kind of, in defense, not. How do I put this? Because it's not really defending what he said. But um, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And that I think it was definitely something that. Um, he
1: was
2: lashing out.
0: I think right. I think that it
2: was and, one of those things well, that they needed a third character to call him out on it. Yeah. Which they didn't have. And no one ever
1: did. They needed yeah. Mercedes.
2: They needed they Santana.
1: Need they needed uh, Santana. No. Or Brittany. She would have
3: given it to him.
2: Santana is Well thing, Santana so. would have
3: lashed out. Mercedes would've been like, hey, you know, not I mean, real emotional really, but
2: Santana doesn't buy into the buy thing either because she I gets guess really not, angry that's true. with uh, with Brittany.
3: Yeah, she does. She doesn't is understand it. Is it sad or is she just jealous? It seems like most of the time when the biophobic comics come out on Glee, it's because the gay but characters are just sad. <laughs> which, again,
2: they really should do better. They need a they need a third character to, to call them out on that, which is not something that they had.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, I'm going to say that when you have one actor who is a scene stealer, and another actor who is incredibly charismatic on screen, and you put them together, it's kind of amazing. You get magic. This is my really bad segue to talking about talking about clean. magic. Here's oh what I'm going to say. Coming from, we were talking about um, looking at the clean thing as a whole, and you have Kurt, who's kind of, you know, when you look at season one, he's kind of more adventurous, he's he's more uh, confident at the end of season one with his sensuality, and you get all of the stuff with Finn that blows up in his face, and then you get Sam, and Finn tells him not to do it because he's a moving target, and then we Wearing get... Wearing a target
1: the- shirt, sure, that was so funny. <laughs>
0: uh, and you get Blaine finally coming on, and, uh, you know, it's fascinating to me how Kurt deals with his the beginning relationship of at him and Blaine, he's more cautious. He's he's latching more onto this. It's, it's deeper because there's this friendship that they develop first. Um, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of fascinating aspects to, you know, all the baggage that Kurt brings in.
3: I actually right I
0: like the way that all of the
3: the the sort of teenagery level problems that they're having have that stop start problem with Blaine, and there was that but felt like a really long drawn out buildup to a relationship. But in the end, what it made for was like kind of a solid relationship in a different way than most of the teenagers got to have. Um, so like when you go back and you rewatch it, I totally appreciate all of those weird little things and they feel kind of, I mean, it's hyperbolic because it's great, but they also feel very real in the, all of the, the confliction and the wondering and the making of mistakes.
1: Well, and the other thing was, is, is at the time when it was airing, we had no idea what they were going to do. Yes, yeah. And... I don't know how much the wi- writers really knew what they were going to do, and the, th- the reason behind that was is you know characters aside, the fact that if they actually went forward and put these two together, they would be a extremely popular, well rated prime time television show where one of the main couples was a gay couple, and yeah, this was you know six years ago, but that would have that was a big damn deal. A gay couple with an out actor, yeah. Yeah, it's and true. when they kissed, the media shit bricks. Oh, they kissed, <laughs>
2: oh, kiss, throw the competti and make a gift. <laughs> I mean, it's...
0: Uh. Well, and getting more towards the, the story aspect of it, I think one reason that um, Klain works for me so well is that they did have this uh, friendship to build off of. I kind of like the... Um, I mean, they were the kind of friends who spent hours on the phone
1: talking about all of their favorite things
2: and talking about everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything except
0: each other's feelings, except their feelings (laughs) for each other. We have to (laughs) avoid that. What is it? Is it the,
3: um, God, there's a great piece of art. I think it's from rocket surgery where like Blaine's filling out like a Cosmo who's your best match kind of thing. And and all all of the answers. Yeah. Are, oh, oh yes, I remember this.
1: All of the answers indicate Kurt and Kurt yeah, staring and Kurt's at him, and he's just stupid. like oblivious. He's, yes. so he's like he's oblivious. Like, oh, and Kurt staring at him, like how are you this stupid? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Blaine is the failiest failbot ever. When he does it so adorably, though, was right in front of his face, which is Kurt. Kurt mm-hmm. is right in front of his face. He should see that.
0: Because he just needed to wave a, uh, a dead bird in front of his face. I mean,
2: can, we, can we talk about birds? Can
1: we talk yep. about birds? <laughs> I don't know how birds became their thing. So this makes me wonder a little bit about Ryan Murphy. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, and I
0: will say, I do remind people that Kurt mentions birds on multiple occasions before Blaine's in the, the picture. Yeah. He talks about season one, he wanted to do, for the boys' mashup, he wanted to use bird feathers. In season two, for the boys' mashup, he wanted to use bird feathers. And it comes up a little bit in Kurt's. It's just funny. I don't know why. I mean, I'm really kind of shocked that
2: they didn't see, that they didn't sing, I'm like a bird. Um, <laughs> and if they did, I don't remember
1: it. So. They didn't. <laughs> um, Nobody
0: did. <laughs> I don't know. Is I don't know how, I mean, yeah, there's a bird theme with Clayne. I don't understand. I mean, but, a,
1: well, and then there's the whole baby penguin thing, which
0: got... Which is wh- a bird.
1: Which is a bird. <laughs> it's a bird that doesn't fly.
2: A flightless bird. I mean, but I mean, that would be better than to compare them to, say, emus, which are also (laughs) quite absurd.
1: Or chickens.
2: Or chickens. It's not really as sexy to be able to say, you know, you're like a chicken. Oh, my God, I feel like a chicken. Oh, my God, you're such a sexual chicken. It's not really something that you can go for. (laughs) Well,
1: if I can go a little not safe for work there, if you go the chicken route, there's always the inevitable cock joke. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Why did I not see that movie? <laughs> Remind <laughs> me later on to tell
2: you a story about a cock.
0: Oh, well, it's not a mess. Mean, wow.
3: She's definitely not Ah,
0: and Well, really it's so... What's
3: sad is that Blaine did not sing Katy Perry's Peacock. Yes, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, you know not see It's kind of a travesty. We know he did privately to Kurt. I mean,
2: and he
1: danced and around it, on that fabulous-looking rug in front there of
2: him. There were quite watched. a number of cock-related songs
1: yeah. that oh they sang
2: God. privately. It's an, to an entire
1: playlist playing. that Blaine has on his so iPod. Much.
2: I mean, is it wrong that I also at some point wanted... I understand that the first time was, you know, a soft and sweet and darling... But I also kind of wanted them to do the Lonely Islands. I just had sex. (laughs) And I want them to be on a boat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like
2: like that would make for a a wonderful scene that Glee could do so many things with because he's on a boat, motherfucker.
3: If If it was on HBO, HBO... if they did that number with Rachel, and she's, like, wearing the pink cape and, like, takes the cape off, I'm <laughs> like... Oh, my God. Does <laughs> well, uh, that, that end
2: it? birds! Cape-
1: so so <laughs> <sighs> um, well, and then, of course, we have the s- semi-longish <laughs> arc of Pavarotti. Rest his soul.
2: They can also do the SNL version of do it in my twin bed.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Someone take the internet away from her. I know.
2: I know. Okay. I guess, you know what I wanted? i to sit in my corner and be quiet now.
3: No, but I always wanted them, I wanted them to have, like, a, a post-sexual time when they saying that anything you can do, I can do better to each
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Like, I wanted
3: to have, like, a every- great
1: I
2: anything you can do, like I can do better. I can suck anything better than you. Oh, my and God. Yes, I can.
3: Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know,
2: that's oh what Anything I can twist, it. I can twist better. <laughs> <laughs> I can twist anything better than you.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> it's so good. It leads to the blowjob games. I mean, oh, my, my God.
3: Gonna... God. <laughs> yes, they're competitive. It's great. They
2: are, and it really... You know, I wonder if they would compete. Would they compete yes. for number of times or yes. duration?
3: Yes. Both. Yes. I uh, think
2: because, I mean, I feel like you could make a argument for either or, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you have, lo- I'm so sorry, any of you, like, 12-year-olds who are listening, please, <laughs> please turn this off now. Would you be listening to length of orgasm Or volume? Okay, of orgasm so or Volume. I think orgasm. Kurt would I mean, be more, more in
1: volume. You could,
2: you could compete against.
1: It would these kind of be like the Olympics of folks
2: and wondering are you doing the three meter dive, the six meter dive? Synchronized <laughs> <diving. Synchronized. laughs> yes, they yes these synchronized are detailed
3: people. They've probably got a, a spreadsheet, you know, that just has all the different places to rank it.
2: You know, I honestly feel like Kurt would be... Does anybody watch the, like plan with me uh, videos on YouTube where people are putting stickers into their planners. It's wonderful and addictive. And so works with my type A. Yeah. Um, but I kind Kurt. of, I kind of feel like Kurt would have corresponding stickers for their number and types of sexual
3: encounters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So does Blank because he's a scrapbooker. I just imagine that they're like, well, you know, points for creativity, points this for duration. True. Points for intensity. I I feel like Blaine is probably keeping
2: track of these sorts of things, you know, with the numbers and the dates and what we did and where we did it and what I was wearing.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, Which then gives him the idea of, well, if I wear my red vest and green bow tie, I can get a blowy. So I should totally do this, even if it's not Christmas.
3: Well, you know, they couldn't have PDA for a long time. So I can imagine the two of them being like, "Look, I have on this is the outfit that tells you exactly what activity I am up for this afternoon." So basically uh, their uh, their,
2: outfits uh, their outfits have moved, moved into, into like, like 19th, 19th century
3: floral tradition. tradition. Sort of, it's sort of like wow. a really more uh, sophisticated version of the hanky code. I thought right. I was you know, I are really the night like, way more detail. Thing.
2: Blaine's pants this would is... tell you that he's ready for something else.
3: Ah, yeah. Is... And what is, and then, what yeah, is your belt telling
2: like... me? Your belt birds. is telling me that you should suck my balls. Yeah, and for being okay. Like, okay. why are we okay. listening to okay. this song?
3: Okay. Oh, my
0: god. Guys. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is why I do not want to talk about birds. <laughs>
1: Apparently birds have the same effect on us.
0: I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Do I edit this out? No, you it? keep it in. <laughs> okay, You um, might want to edit it. I hate, I hate that I'm the buzzkill, but let's go back to season, season okay, two, guys.
1: Season
0: two. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, um, I It's like the bad well, person. You no, know, it's just sure because I you feel I like we can get away. On from
2: birds and balls, it's fine. I'm just <laughs> going to say that
3: in season two, we all totally thought they were doing it until season three happened, and we were like, what, no? Oh, I thought okay.
1: they were doing it. I
3: would
1: have been doing. No, um. It. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Kurt wore that kilt to prom. It's easy Access. <laughs> access. I mean, yeah, I was just gonna say, come on, and it's prom yeah. night. Great. It's a. Clear they're, they're
2: in the hallway alone. They're sad about the terrible fact that they.
1: Oh, oh, live with oh! A I know something curb, that we can curb, sort okay? of talk about after we talk about finish talking about birds. mm mm-hmm. um Are we still talking about birds? I don't know, I thought we were no, talking about Paul already died said, so, so they could get together. There, we're done talking about birds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say that. Do we think that uh, there were instances where they may have written in more PDA and then had it taken out? 100%. Or, uh, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people speculate that there was a kiss 100%. cut from that hallway scene.
3: 100%. Yeah,
2: I, I, f- I feel like they they Probably. filmed a the whole fuck ton of stuff. Yeah. Fox Literally. The box was just like, we're going to take this out, we're going to take this out, we're going to take this out because the censors won't take it. And so we get edited down.
0: Yeah. Why don't we have the prom screen? Ugh. Prom. <laughs> Whatever. I give up. I'm done. That prom screen script. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Whatever could get it. That's really. uh You know what's really sad, though, is that I wanted to talk about. My whole theory of Clane is this wonderful, like fairy tale and story
2: that goes this. I'm so shocked. And you about, yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> well, if you
0: think about it, Kurt
1: is sort of the the the. Uh, I hate to make the, the analogy because the it, it. Yeah, he's he's the Disney princess yeah. in this respect because he's the one with he's the one talking to the birds. Yeah, and the with well, the end end. And While he does, end, does his hair. Dalton
2: becomes the magical land where... Where
1: the prince lives.
2: Where the prince yeah. lives, and all of these wonderful side characters sing along with him. I mean, I'd live in Dalton. I would live in... And and see, yeah. here's, here is one of my problems with season two. They made Dalton so wonderful that I... Couldn't I figure out, out my ever whenever want to leave. Yes, yeah, I got physically angry whenever he left, and then Spoiler alert early season three, I got physically angry when Blaine left. Because why would you leave why would you leave Dalton? Because Dalton is wonderful and Dalton does not get you thrown into lockers. Dalton is where people accept you and it's But if Dalton doesn't 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 have 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 new
3: directions. Sorry, and and Blaine can't wear all of his fantastic outfits.
2: But he could wear it That's afterwards. True, yeah. Also, also, throwing this out is something that I noticed on my rewatch. When Sam was in the motel room and talking about how Kurt and Quinn figured out that he was poor, and he was like, yeah, I delivered pizzas late at night, which is how Kurt found out. Does Kurt live there? Do they all live there? Is this this magical? La- I, I have, they oh, never
3: I They made they it they may not boarding school, but not everybody lived there.
1: The, the the way that I understood it is that, uh, according to the writers, um, that in their minds, and this goes back to the whole glee geography thing, in their minds, Westerville and Lima were only about 20 minutes apart, and they're so wrong. that Kurt could very easily drive back and forth to school there. Oh, I know they're wrong. Trust me.
0: I have an entire <laughs> sermon devoted <to bother laughs> how wrong,
1: wrong they are about this, and it would be entirely feasible for Sam, the delivery boy. To deliver pizzas to Dalton, which is also how a porno starts.
3: Start? <laughs> all, all I
2: want is for prep school fun times, which I understand as as is evidenced in the sheer number of podcasts that I've been on. The beginning of
0: a porn scene. <laughs> you, you you like to watch a lot of porn art because you bring it up a lot. <laughs>
2: You know, may,
0: no, maybe may, the prep school I, thing is my thing, but
2: I kind of feel like, why, why are we not getting that?
0: Really, really quickly, though, Arby, what time do you have to leave? Uh, like 4.30, it's fine. we
2: Okay, we'll
0: get, that's what I've we'll been watching the clock. Yeah, We're I, do, good. I did really like the way
3: they made Dalton a fairy tale. I did, I mean, it was so obvious that Kurt was the princess and Blaine was the prince, even though they're both each other's princes, I get that, but... It was, you know, in season two, they actually did a good job of having themes, and that was a theme that I thought worked pretty consistently throughout. Yeah.
1: There's a reason why it's often referred to as the gay Hogwarts.
3: Oh, I love amazing.
0: amazing. The thing that I, I kind of wanted just to mention um, about it was that um, a lot of people are like, you know, you get these kind of fairy tale stories all the time, and I'm like, well, but you don't with gay characters, and that was the point. Yeah is that you don't yeah. get this with a couple of characters, but on top of I've never done anything like
1: Clayne before.
2: And then hey. you have Teenage Dream and you're just sitting there going... And, yeah. And, and, and you know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, they didn't plan for Blaine to meet a boyfriend. He was just what the fuck? And, but watching it, the way that they
1: edited it... The, the way yeah. that Darren plays the, it, the way, the way that, the, that it's edited, and the, the way, way that, that Chris acts it in reaction the way that they to that... Edited it,
2: basically makes it very obvious that this is going to be the result of it because there is some serious heart eyes going on. And if that's not the way there's that they so much to play it, flirting happening
1: they, non-verbally they there? It in a
2: different, in a different way. Um, but the fact that, um, Blaine is looking directly at, at Kurt. the camera. Kurt is looking directly at the camera. They're looking at each other. And that uh-huh. was the way that they edited it, and it was
0: well, it, and, it know, was magic. Thinking about just Kurt's story, even going back from the middle of season one up until the end of season two, it's a it's a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> it really
1: is, and and but it's it's not a rom com; it's a dramedy.
0: Yeah, okay, dramedy. It's a romantic comedy. But you dramedy. can you can make a movie out of that little you know business, mm-hmm. of, you know, part of season one into season two, all the way to the end. There's a trailer for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was say, it's more than. One. I was actually thinking of the when Kurt met Blaine one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. But, but I, also, what I like is that when they come out of this, I mean, you can even—I I made my case in Born This Way in the Born the Swipe podcast. You can see where it starts to shift too. I think there's, um, definite signs at the end of season two that there's going to be rockier things well, ahead. Well, it shifts from it, fantasy into reality.
3: Yeah. And mm. as a viewer, they
1: have? I appreciate and that. I uh, even oh. though we don't understand uh, as in, you know, the, the show, like, why would you leave Dalton? But as in you know that whole we're leaving the fairy tale behind now and it's reality it's after the fairy tale ends i mean which is something that i think chris colfer would appreciate this is I what happens after they live happily from ever a after
2: story writing aspect of it that that's the only way that they could continue on but i got i got literally angry at it when i was watching mm-hmm. it for the first time and Poor razor sharp quill, who's probably <coughs> listening to this, has listened to me rant about this for seven years
3: solid.
2: <laughs> well, it's <laughs> no, funny like, five, five yeah. years. It's been five years since, since that was two thousand eleven. So it's been five years solid. Has listened to me rant about it for five years solid, and you know, God bless her. Um, but <laughs> I just even even knowing that it was necessary, they had built it up in such a way that it does not make logical sense for either of them to leave.
3: I would have enjoyed one scene when Kurt and Blaine were together at Dalton, clearly the power couple, just one scene where there was like a little bit of wrap up of why, why he was going.
2: Yeah. And that, that would have made me feel better. And actually I I think
1: that there might have been some of that, that ended up on the cutting room floor.
2: But well, what was no better no. than having that? I mean, literally, they could have cut anything else out of any of the later episodes. And really, because I
0: really wanted, more I really wanted more, Artie and Brittany. What are you talking about? Oh, I know.
2: I mean, <laughs> they were just the couple that stole my heart. Actually, I mean, personally, in my you know Wonderland of things that should have happened, is you know if for some reason you know they had to close Dalton and move all of those cute little boys to McKinley. Seriously. And, then they would have had to all go to school together, and we could have gotten like Nick and Jeff and Sam
3: that and would have David been a super Wessel. group. See,
2: and that's the thing—they oh.
3: did that only three years too late. Wait, they should have done yeah. it now. Yeah, but I did love like okay, so Kirk goes back to McKinley, and Blaine comes up to sing to him because he's Blaine, and all the Warblers that was so show up. Awesome, and they're all hugging. New direct, like that was a really perfect moment, and I, I do when think. Well. Great
1: things, I think that season two did that they don't do in other seasons, and is that yeah, the, their enemy or whatever was vocal adrenaline, Yeah. but the Warblers and New Directions season two they were friends,
3: yeah, right. They I mean, weren't like I
1: mean the
2: Warblers know, were not to each
3: other. They were competitors, right. but they, they were not they were the not enemy. enemy. The way the Warblers, no, these are, are classy was. gentlemen. Okay, yes,
2: they were. <laughs> I mean, whatever, it's fine. Normal. Normal feelings. Normal feelings. (laughs) No, I mean, they they really should have had it so that we could have had. And see, this would have been the perfect episode for a summer summer season where they all had to work at the country club where a lot of these boys belonged with their parents. And they were in various aspects of swimwear.
0: Yeah. And and tennis
2: outfits. I mean, I've watched that. And then some of them are, some of them are lifeguards, and some of them are snack shack You thought way too hard about this. I haven't thought about this at all. Well, I think you
1: just you just <laughs> wrote a fanfic, so it's I it's definitely not
2: something that I have been looking forward towards. That. So, but you know, I mean, I, I expect
1: I expect five k words on my
3: desk by next week.
2: <laughs> I think yes, I've
3: ma'am. already read a pool party fic between Warblers and New Directions, but has so there? Where is it? I have two. Where is there? I'll find it. There's a <laughs> of them, especially oh from end of, mean, two, cool, of
1: yeah, that, yeah, end of season two, beginning of season three, end of
3: season two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Any. You any. Nobody to take anything
3: from
0: dated season two.
3: At end of season two. No one wanted to say goodbye to the Warblers.
0: Nope. All right, guys. What is your? Who is your favorite Warbler? Wes. I mean, obviously. Are we? Are we, we
2: saying besides Blaine?
0: Besides Blaine. Oh, oh yeah, Wes. Wes.
2: Um. Oh, so, so I have a. I have a very deep love for Jeff, and that's only because in like three RPGs I have played Jeff. <laughs> And I, my, my headcanon for him is adorable, and so I love him.
1: Gosh, I don't With know, his, I his really like Wes. Hair. I really like Wes, but That's man, I really gorgeous. like Nick and Jeff. That
0: can see the, and my heart will always go out to oh. Trent. Oh, he Trent! He is like a ball of
1: sunshine. He's got a pocket full of sunshine. I mean, he's got a pocket full of sunshine. I mean, I don't apparently, know if I we're just not. <laughs> we're just crying every. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what's, he what's her name? What's uh, Your um, name? I cannot think of what her name. Wait, is. what are we talking about? I'm uh, the singer who sings pocket full of Sunshine is also the what? one that sings I'm Like a Bird. Oh, no. Nelly No, no. Nelly
2: Potato. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like a bird as Nelly Furtado, and, uh...
1: Uh-huh. Um, Cacapilla Sunshine is the same singer, isn't it? No,
2: it's not. It's... Oh, sure. Cacapilla Sunshine... Mm, I'm pretty sure that it's different. I
1: have
0: to look it up <laughs> to, now. The, to the
2: Google! <laughs> <laughs> to Google! What I go. you guys are doing I
0: oh. Our songs for the Warblers. Um, going back, though, just to kind of wrap up, um, uh, was there anything Pocket else of Sunshine that...
1: Sunshine is o- Natasha Beddingfield.
0: I know right.
1: (laughs) She's the one who sang um (laughs) sunshine. Unwritten. Yes. I think is what it's called. Yes, it is. is. And those were her only two songs. Yeah,
2: pretty much. And then she went back to Australia or New Zealand or
3: You guys know a lot.
2: We are we are we are knowledgeable as fuck. Let me
1: tell you, I can't remember anybody's names, but I have dead damn <laughs> if they didn't sing that song. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. All right.
2: Uh, so season two.
3: Yeah, wise leader. Where are we at? What do we look? Are we still in the lightning round? Uh, um... <laughs>
2: Did we ever leave the
1: lightning
3: round? <laughs> okay. So, so everybody
2: to, to their favorite uh, warbler.
0: What's your favorite warbler song? We did no 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 just the favorite. Word. Okay. Oh, sorry. We're doing yeah. Just music is on another part. Oh, right. wow. I'm going
3: to be in. That's true. Oh.
0: That. Okay, that's 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 nothing. That. Right. I'm sorry. Right. We don't we don't we need to depend on, on that. I'll wear the cone of shame. Cone of
1: shame. <laughs> Um you
0: go, Doug. I know I just um was there anything you guys wanted to touch upon in I think we kind of touched on the entire subject of uh, sorry the entire season. I didn't really talk about cross I didn't think we wanted to. Not really. Uh-huh. We do it enough in the episodes I'm yeah. sure it's fine. Um, but is there anything else that you guys wanted to kind of touch upon uh anything related within the season before we kind of go into our final say? I mean I think that what I was
2: thinking of is that season 2 really capsulated what was some of the best things that Glee did and was also kind of the harbinger of some of the worst things that they would do. So well, like said. if you're talking about best, you get Darren Chris because he is
1: magnetic.
2: Um, you get allowing Kurt to have actual plot and happiness. Um, and then you have like a really good ability to mix the absurd with the ridiculous, which also is one of the worst things because instead of leaning towards the absurd they
1: start heading towards the ridiculous
2: yeah it's the ridiculous and the real life and the here are serious things that we should be dealing with and instead of couching it in um in other satirical absurd things it was just here's real life and you're kind of going to be depressed by it and, like, we had the very special episodes in season two, like, <laughs> the alcohol, but, and that worked well. But then It was, it it like was absurd,
1: star. but then.
0: Uh, what I, I think uh, happened is that they would often find something they were successful with and run it into the ground. they gave so it, it to a, a dead day. horse. Yeah. yeah, like these PSAs, uh, you know, with, with uh, sexy and blame it on the alcohol and grilled cheese, like, yeah, they, they did it very well, but then you get into the later seasons, and it's like, okay, well, let's talk about um, domestic violence, and it's yeah. like, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: um, You know, or let's talk, you know, I know, I think gay marriage is a great subject to talk right. about, but the way they did it was more not, it was less about the characters and more about the subject yeah. that they were they were to. They were
2: trying to have the very special episode. And instead of it coming up naturally with things that the characters are going through. I also think that season Mm -hmm. two was indicative of the ever-expanding cast. Instead of letting some people graduate or move on or take (laughs) off of them, we kept on... So, you know, Quinn was a big part of season one. And as much as I love Quinn, her storyline kind of ended. And instead of letting her grab. They didn't know what else to do with her, so she
1: got all these borderline ridiculous stories. Right. And so, sort of, plot. So, we're supposed to still sort of care about what's going on
2: with her, but not really because she's not the
1: focus. And I, I and still want to know if of... she has her ironic Ryan Seacrest, Seacrest tattoo, or if she had it removed. <laughs> she,
0: no, she had her roommate covered up in the season five. They talk about uh, that. I forgot about that.
2: But you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those that they just kept letting this task get bigger and bigger instead right. of letting some people find well,
1: Some of that was beyond their control. And, well, see, that's my problem with the Glee Project. It
0: shouldn't have well, happened.
1: Ryan Murphy and the writers had nothing to do with the Glee Project. That was all Fox.
0: And Ryan know- actually
1: tried to stop it, and they said, no, we're doing it anyway. So the only way uh, that he felt well, comfortable with it was if his, he had say. So what they would do then is they were that's how they worked it out, so that Zach and Robert and... I don't remember who else it was, the the, the one who worked in the recording, uh, Adam Anders', Anders wife, Nikki? Yeah.
0: I, don't I don't know, know, I don't know what her it
1: name is. It. So they worked it out, so the three of them would be the main people on the show, and then Ryan would come in and, and observe. And that's how they worked that out, because he was like, you can't do this, and they're like, we're doing it anyway because you're under contract and we own the property.
3: Yeah. Oh, good. That makes so much more sense. It does. Now. now,
1: having said that, Ryan did not have to give every contestant from the Gleek Project a role, which kind of felt like he was doing there after a while. He couldn't but say I mean, no. I mean, he,
2: he, couldn't he couldn't say it. Some
3: of them were so talented.
2: Was it was, it was like, hard.
3: I mean, just it hire like, them for
2: other properties. I want Don't all, all the puppies.
3: I see puppies. I want all the puppies. I can't say no. And it's like, look, that's just too many puppies. I'm sorry. And then you <laughs> get
1: the weird leprechaun kid. Okay, I love Damien, though he was really good on the
3: Glee
2: Project. I never watched the Glee Project, so my I I did, I did,
3: I did. did. It was, but but the Glee Project would have uh, been a perfect way. Like those should have been all the kids who were in all the other, in the competitions. Yes, because that would have given them.
1: And they were because. um, Oh, what's her name? The girl who plays Harmony. She was a Glee Project kid.
3: Because she's saying anything you can do, I can do better. And I was like, well, fuck it. Claire's not saying that now.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not about boning anymore.
0: <laughs> um, well, um, kind of bringing it back around, though. Um, I think that we're going to do, since I think we've touched upon everything that we kind of wanted to, Um, I'm going to do the wrap-up part of it. Okay. And I'm going to single you guys out individually. <laughs> and I want a... um. A favorite episode and a least favorite episode, okay. and then a, a and coupled with that, a, a favorite moment and a least favorite moment. Oh, God damn! So, um, Player Kitty, uh, I'm picking you first.
1: Why? <laughs> Ugh,
0: okay. Um, so, favorite
1: episode is original song. It will always be original song. It is one of the best. Written episodes of the season, it is the, one of the most cohesive episodes, and the original songs are completely absurd, but they work, and of course, there is nine seconds of Clayne's mouths touching. Yeah. <laughs> is <that your> favorite? <laughs> and then, and least favorite is, drumroll, Comeback, <laughs> which I have watched exactly once when it aired. Yeah. Um, And least favorite moment? uh, Well, um, I guess, I think my favorite moment is probably a tie between The Kiss and Teenage Dream, because I really like both those moments, but my least favorite
0: moment, gosh. Do you want me to come back to you on that?
1: I might have to think about it, because there's there's things that I didn't necessarily like, but I didn't hate. Hate them,
3: maybe. Um. Well, I, all right, I'll come back. I agree with because I right. I agree with all those other three things that you said. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Kurt, like how they chose to end the season, and I just remember thinking when Kurt when Kurt oh my god that would have been terrible when um Rachel and Finn kiss on stage at nationals. I was Yo. like, like I was grossed out and upset, and I was just like. Do they think this is a good idea? Do they think that's interesting? Like, and this is like you know end of season moment. Like,
2: I agree with Jesse St. James' review of that moment. Y'all shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
3: Why is the T. Rex eating the cheese? (laughs) Because it was. I know that's the best part.
0: That's like the (laughs) best line ever. Yeah. (laughs) So, snarky, your favorite episode is original song as well. I think so.
1: Honestly, I think it's most people's favorite episode when you do an, a, a thing, and, and because every poll I've ever seen that talks about episodes it, for season two and even like series wide, this one always wins. Yeah, well,
2: I'm, I'm gonna throw
3: out
2: gonna throw Series out a wide, series throw out a wide I would
3: I would put New New York in my top five. But original song is always in there. Grilled cheeses is pretty high in there too. So like maybe it's a tie for me between grilled cheeses and original songs. Just grilled cheeses has a little bit of dumb stuff in there. Mm.
2: Um, I mean, I and were, yeah. I, I would actually were, throw for my number one episode. I would throw Furt at the top. Um, Ooh, I nice. I love I love the the Burton Carol. I love the Kurt and. Oh. Um, then, I think that, as a whole episode, it works better than some of the other slices of episodes that I may like better. i but I think that as a whole that's episode, that's my favorite
1: one. that's that's I mean, if you want to look at episodes that really work throughout the season, that is yeah. definitely one of the better ones, totally um. Isn't it weird how all of the Kurt-centric episodes seem to work much better? Gee, I wonder who the writer's favorite character
3: is. I wonder was. why.
1: Oh, I wonder why I know, come back to think about you. that for a few minutes. But you know, if I'm,
2: if I'm going to uh, go for favorite moments, I'm going to go for Teenage Dream. Yeah,
1: teenage, such a good moment. Dream
2: is just, I mean, it, it is a... Um,
1: it's iconic. It's, it's, it's an it's iconic It's the
2: of a, the right song with the right vocals, with the right actors at the right time, with the right staging. I yeah. mean, it, the the it, looks between Kurt and Blaine, the performances mm-hmm. by the Beelzebubs. I mean, it's,
1: it's... It's literally one of those things where every single thing went into it, and you put it all together, and you got just amazing amazingness
2: well and i that realized that i hadn't watched it in, in in a good long time and so when i was going through season two for this podcast i'm i watched teenage dream and i'm just transfixed yeah was like you oh, know it's you gonna, it's oh one God, of those
1: God. moments that i, I mean when they talk about you know like you have all those countdowns like top 20 iconic moments in tv history this yeah. is one of the moments that's gonna be on that countdown from oh. now until Oh yeah. forever because it is a defining moment
0: in television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so least favorite for um least favorite episode. Uh, least favorite for... if it's not comeback <laughs> it should be not a neglect.
2: <laughs> have I a different interact. one, but I'm, so, I mean, I'm letting guess, you guys... I guess it would have to be Comeback, because I literally don't remember anything that happened in that episode.
3: Because <laughs> there's no Kurt. Everyone wore
1: plaid <laughs> and sang My yeah. Chemical
0: Romance. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. There's no
0: Kurt. No. And there's no Kurt to blame. See, I'm going to disagree. Okay, but... Okay. But there
1: anybody was a lot else of was Justin ar- Bieber in that episode.
2: And I'm not a... I, I'm not a Bieber fan.
1: I'm not a Bieber fan either.
0: Well, neither am I. And I don't really like the episode. Okay, so I'm gonna just, like, spit out my opinions real quick. Um I my my favorite one, like everybody else's original song, I do think um, underrated is duets. I think that's it a is very a strong underrated episode, yes. Um I think Born This Way is iconic. Yeah. Yes. Um to the I show. I just wanna throw those out there. Um least favorite episode honest to God, I hate audition. I hate that episode. It's <laughs> really? a yeah, it's mean! Oh, right. All yeah. it is, it yeah. will I and Sue are being mean to be. Yeah. Rachel Girl. is being mean uh, to... And there's no, there's
1: that's it! That's I can the think of her name. Sunshine?
0: At yeah, the Sunshine.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. It's the mean, shitty. Sunshine sends her a crack the
0: house. Things.
2: Poor Sunshine. She so I know the she's first so first
0: traumatized! First ten minutes of that episode is kind of fun with the, like, back-to-school Jacob Ben Israel thing, but then it just is awful the rest of the way through. Yeah. I, I'll take the awful Justin Bieber insanity over watching Will and Rachel just essentially be mean for 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: the, the kids don't like it when he raps,
0: so Will got offended.
2: <laughs> he is the whitest white boy to ever white boy rap.
3: But he's one of the better rappers on Glee, which is sad. Which is not saying anything. <laughs> It's just saying that they didn't have any.
1: <laughs> no, not really. Rap is not, not a genre they they should have been dabbling I'm in. I'm so I
2: sorry. Is it wrong to be thankful that the show ended before Hamilton started? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because I have this horrible fear of the Glee Hamilton episode. So, oh, oh, Jesus.
3: Uh... I just no. Yeah, but we could have heard Mercedes sing Burn, and that would have been amazing.
2: Yes, but we also would have had to have Will do guns and ships.
3: True. It's not worth that shoot. She's <laughs>
2: taking this horse by the reins like a red coat. Right I mean, this is what we would have had. <laughs> oh, I love
1: it.
3: Well, oh, wait.
0: Wait. What was your um, best moment, worst moment? My, my least yeah, favorite moment. my me. favorite oh I was going to talk about my favorite moment first because um because Teenage Dream really is the most iconic thing to come out of it and that is amazing and the kiss is pretty amazing but I'm going to give a little shout out to um when Blaine asks Kurt to dance in Pumpkin. oh oh yeah <laughs>
1: you know you're on a podcast full of cleaners where we all go
0: oh <laughs> um that that moment is their
3: with, prince. Uh, oh, my God. So
2: one, yeah, that one is... more moment that I want to throw out that has nothing sure. to do with Clayne, if we're, you know, pick non-Clayne. <laughs> oh, plane. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of my all-time favorites, because of just the level of absurdity, is Jesse St. James doing his best um, uh, reality show judging. Oh.
0: <laughs> and, in and, yeah. and
2: his being very, very blatant. It's like, you know, I just don't think you have this. And this is the point where we would have a commercial break. And I'm going to use the little voice room and touch up my makeup. <laughs> like, I love
3: him.
2: This is ridiculous. And I love everything I love about him. this. And my God, he looks young in, this yeah. ep- in that episode. I did not realize, which I mean, I should have because it was like five years ago. But my God, he looks young. He's a baby.
1: He really hasn't, he really doesn't look that much older now than he. a different he, haircut in the Looking movie? Yeah, it's a different haircut. I have, yes. In the Looking movie, he looks, yeah. he looks, he looks I mean, his age, not because He doesn't have any it's hair the getting, in the Looking movie. It's the getting rid of the True. floppy
2: hair thing that really yeah. helped him look like an adult of his age.
3: Yeah. Also, he could not dress like a bigger dork in the Looking movie.
1: Yes. Well,
2: that
3: was Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now okay. that we've really segued. Okay. Seriously, we'll, we promise to get back I, to your point. your true. She likes
2: Jesse St. James
0: doing his best Simon Cowell. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um. No, on the age thing, I was going to comment how I used to joke that Darren had an age in the five years that he was on the show, but he he like he It's weird if you look at Blaine, it doesn't really seem like it. If you look at pictures Darren's of Darren, the house, the yeah. Show, He's really he's a little kid and I'm like, what is the how did they do that Makeup. I don't know I don't but, know
2: throughout the series um, his you know jawline got
0: sharper and his clothes got tighter so <laughs> so tight <laughs> um if I'm gonna do a worst moment it's kind of uh you know I just because it's off the top of my head, and I'd actually have to think about it I longer love how hard it um is for you properly, probably uh, the Rocky Horror stuff where Will is like, got his shirt off oh, and he's like, oh, thank oh, you. Oh, 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 I know, I got one better than ew. that. I got that one better than that. The worst moment that I can think of is in The Substitute when Will is sick and Carrie, like, talk baby, talk to him and they have sex. Oh, I yeah. support any no. worst moments that involve Will.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: or sugar. Okay, and I See, my, have a my final mind. thought for everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Why is lightning in competition with it above grass
0: swimming? Ooh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. I'm gonna end it on that. So um I wanna thank you guys uh, for, for joining me on this whirlwind tour of season two. And um yeah, we should do it again. Yeah. The season three. All right. season, yes. season
2: three, here we come. Season
0: three. So, so all right. You make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream The way you turn
1: me on My sister will be suspicious Your lips look delicious My brother will be there at the door Waves upon the tropical shore My mate Oh,
2: I want some more Oh, what are you waiting
0: for? Take a bite my heart like disabilities
1: Let you outcast, will lead or peace Rejoice and love yourself today Cause baby, you were born this nope. way So raise your glass if you are wrong In all the right ways All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arrive This could be the end of everything Come on, We go somewhere only we know